welcome to the co-optional podcast <laughs> here's how the stream Hello. holds together <laughs> uh this is uh the 17th of september 2019 uh this is <clears throat> episode 255 of the co-optional podcast and uh, we have with us today jeremy pinter from Angry Centaur Gaming. ACG, Hello, everybody. welcome, welcome to the show. Oh, I haven't heard that term in a long time. Angry Centaur <laughs> Gaming. That brings back <laughs> memories. Back when everybody had to have a channel with Angry in the name. Right, right. <laughs> uh, now they don't have it, they just are. Yeah, that is true. Now <laughs> that I think about it. Out of your name and the angry has to go somewhere. It has to go somewhere. Yep. Mm. It's true. You can also follow his uh, Twitch channel, ACG, on Twitch. Uh, so that is why that name is uh, located on the, the bar below his Thanks frame. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Uh, apologies, guys. We've been, uh, well, I have been going through some production issues with my stream rig, and it does not like me very much right now, and I thought I had them sorted out. Uh, so fingers crossed <laughs> that we'll make it through. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, Jesse Cox, by the way. Hey, I'm back, baby. <laughs> Summer's <laughs> over. Travel's done. I'm back. <sighs> and here I thought fall. we were... Fall's delightful. Fall, fall is delightful. If I could live in a place Unless where you're fall... in L.A. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, fall is summer. something. <laughs> yeah. Do seasons really exist in L.A.? These are questions. Not even a I little mean, bit. there's like light smog... And heavy smog. That's a that's a season. There's warm season. and then a bit warmer. <laughs> yeah. And then that one week when it rains. And people don't oh remember how to swim. Like, All of a sudden, one drop comes out of the sky, and pff, what are we yeah, gonna do? Oh, there's also earthquake season. That's earthquake true. season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> by the way i just you know i want to take the time while we're all sitting here together to just say that while all of us have equally wonderful backgrounds there's only one show enough and i am so happy mm. that he is I that he's it. in the background there i love it the shogun of harlem yeah man that is a great film it when is he, it's one of my favorite we do b movies for the patrons and i think they've chose it three times in a row it's Amazing. just like we'll Great. watch it and then later somebody be like, let's watch that again. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, awesome. Movie. It's so good. It doesn't deserve to be as good as it is. That's now true. I feel like I need a green screen with a good picture. No, you, you do. don't. You don't already have feel a great pressured. Picture. We enjoy yeah. seeing Sam as he like home. walks back and forth. Yeah, we enjoy <laughs> the cats in the background. In my life. Yeah. <laughs> just walks through from here down. Mm -hmm. But he gets the alert, right? Like everybody in your channel explodes every time they see him. So like, you know, it, it, it's like part of your channel's culture now. What would it be like if, if they could no longer see everything behind I did, you? I did a cooking stream on Sunday and he came, literally, it was not planned. He came into the camera for like a split second and it was perfectly like here down again. And I was like, how does how does this always happen? <laughs> Just the right height. It's incredible. Yeah. So. It's weird that he talks that way. I don't it know is. why, but, you know. Communicate well, but I'm realizing that he doesn't communicate as well with everybody, you know? 
Right, right. Yeah, it's strange. It's strange that that's how your relationship works, but you know, <laughs> love. Who am I to question it? Woo love. Do you hear they might that people are talking about remaking the Princess Bride? I don't want yeah. that. I, I've, don't heard that. I've heard I've heard that. Do that. I, I like I love Carrie Ellis so much and his whole document like he wrote a book I think on on the making of the mm. Princess Bride um, guy who played um, the hero or the leading man why can't I think of his name that's because she called him boy so much in the beginning and he assumed <laughs> an identity Bye. Wesley Wesley yes Carrie Ellis he's so amazing yeah he's so funny but uh, yeah I don't want them to remake it either. No. <laughs> They remake everything. Hollywood has. How do you replace? Ideas. How do you replace Under the Giant anyway? That like, is actually well. I guess with Brock Lesnar, <laughs> maybe. Oh my <laughs> Could you oh, imagine? No, please no. I love Brock, but come on. No, they would do it with Roman Reigns just to piss everybody off. <laughs> Let's be Batista. fair. Batista. Actually, you know, if it were going to be anyone, I would want it to be Dave Batista. He prob- he's probably one of the better actors out of that group. Yeah, don't let John Cena do it. I swear, I will lose my mind. <laughs> absolutely not never gonna happen <laughs> it was bad enough trying to watch him and amy schumer be together in a scene in a very awkward way and speaking of remakes did anybody catch uh dark crystal yet no i, I heard know. it's great though it's i just saw the first episode it is amazing i look i think i i don't i it is amazing world building it is super fun there's a lot to it that I'm like, that was enjoyable, but mm. I still, I think I'm just, I'm disillusioned to the fact that it's still puppets. So there's like a scene later <laughs> on with the like, puppets. Interesting. I, I haven't heard that before. So like, you I, would I, rather have them go with the current modern technology for like the. No, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, I think it would lose all of its charm if it went with mm-hmm. modern yeah. technology. Although there is a character that is 100% is impossible it could be a puppet oh Um, but like for example there's a battle later on and it's like weird to know that they probably could have done something huge and epic because Mm -hmm. it's puppets and each one requires a person and requires like it is like the most contained (laughs) it's sort of it's weird it's weird that it's like oh this is gonna be an epic scene and then when you see it you're like there's four people yeah yeah, it's weird it's weird (laughs) And and I want there's a lot to it that I was like, okay, hell yeah. But also having seen the original movie and knowing this is a prequel, the original movie starts out with like the Skeksis are still on top, and mm-hmm. almost all of the whatever the Elfling people are. Gelflings. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. The there's only like the two of almost them left. All of them are dead. And I'm like, okay, so. Where's this gonna? Where's the show gonna go? Yeah, I'm not going to go into this very positively. Right. <laughs> like, where does this go from here? Unless it's a prequel, in that they decided eventually they're just gonna go a different way with the story. Sure. But it's just there are major things that happens. I'm like, now nah, that doesn't matter because I know what happens in the movie because I saw the movie right. 30 years ago, so I I get it. It's so weird. I- I am. Um, I was obsessed with the labyrinth when I was a kid. Oh so gosh, was I. yes. But I did not like Dark Crystal. It kind of like weirded me out. Mm-hmm. But I really going like going back and watching it as an adult, like a few years ago. I was like, I still don't really care about Dark Crystal, but the puppets are rad. 
Like, I, I, love, oh, yeah. I love the puppet. I love the monster designs. They're so good. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm interested in watching the Dark Crystal, not because I care about the Dark Crystal really. It's more just technical. I want to see. I want to see. Yeah, like the newer yeah. version of those puppets that I thought well, were they so. Try cool. to make oh, gosh. Them- they tried to make them very similar to the older puppets. And yeah. the right. That's how it looked in the trailer. Yeah. But the thing that's genius, I, I, they had me online looking stuff up about halfway through this series because all of the Gelflings are, I'm going to go out there and say almost all Game of Thrones actors, right? Like you, oh. when you hear the voices, you're like, shut up. But then all the Skeksis are like equally famous actors. Yeah. They're like, very famous. Like uh, 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 B.D. Wong, Mark Hamill, uh, uh, Aquafina. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like just like this crazy That's cast funny. of characters, and it's wow. hilarious because you hear them, but then it's them doing their Skeksis voice. So it literally is like famous actor does like yes, like it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm like every time they're on screen because it's it. over the top. There's, yeah, it's so over the. T- it's like. All right, actors, overact times 12 million. And it's hilarious. <laughs> I love the Skeksis. I think they're so much fun. See, Labras scared the shit out of me when I was a kid because they took people's heads off in that. Remember the tra- dance? Oh, they traded yeah. heads. Yeah, but they, they were still alive. Oh, they were oh. the last. Yeah, yeah I, it's worse. I'd rather have them be dead. You have their heads still talking and their, and their, you know, and their ears letting their heads, heads fly. And that damn swamp of farts. I mean, I don't know why. I love the, the fog movies, of eternal stench. When I was a kid, the fog of eternal stench. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, walk, yeah. Oh, All God. those are great, but so none of good. them were never ending stories, so it didn't matter. To oh. me. <laughs> <laughs> mine, was, <laughs> mine was legend with Tom Cruise. Oh my oh, gosh. I love that. Okay. Original, yeah, original soundtrack. Original soundtrack. Original soundtrack. You have to have Tangerine dream doing the yes, original do. soundtrack yeah. i will not accept any other version i don't care that they re-released it tangerine Mia dream Sarah is the dancing around only one yes probably but... single-handedly put me through puberty right then <laughs> man when she showed up i was like what's this hmm that was i i love that i love all yeah, those old what's, movies what's happening yeah, yeah exactly i'm like <laughs> i need to go to a TSA, tsa screening real quick no there is just <laughs> It's all those old movies, man. I, like they, they, they're my jam. And the, you were talking about re, remakes and stuff. And it is sad when you hear about them, but like I'm really happy to see other people get to see Dark Crystal because mm. number one, they get to stop hearing me bitch about it because I would always <laughs> talk about it. And people be like, I got no clue what it is. To see it modern is cool because then really? you get those new fans who like can jump in and go, oh, okay, also, I get what he was talking about. There's besides the fact that the new series has a lot of. Um, more adulty themed like the first episode there's definitely like a love story between puppets which you're like okay but uh and then later they bang it's like world police <laughs> no it's not that bad <laughs> I yeah i don't want to talk about later uh but, <laughs> but, Uh-oh. Um, no i just think that uh there's i need an there's adult about that, that is very like <laughs> end level for adults but also very easy for kids to yeah and i feel like right. they they hit that pretty well there never was a moment where i was like Oof, I'm watching a kid's show, aren't I? Mm-hmm. Like, I never had that moment. But at the same time, you definitely, at least for me, were reminded, like, ah, I'm watching puppets sword fight. Because, right. like, the way the camera's cut and it's like the little puppet <laughs> hands, like, it's really funny. Sometimes it's really funny. It's either puppets or Steven Seagal now. One of the two. <laughs> with all the camera cuts. Right? Sorry, Steven, but lose about 250 pounds. Maybe you, you know, can move. You know, he's out there just like, 
start son of a bitch. Yeah, right now he's like <laughs> hip tossing friends and being like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. No, it, it, I, I'm just really happy to see these come back. Top Gun Two is coming out. I'm oh, I am so excited about that. Watching that stupid that ass movie with everybody, like, I love that shit. I, have I like. I'm gonna be real. I like crazy new Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise that like is like I only have one life. I'm going to do all my stunts. And they're gonna be fucking crazy. Two movies back to back. Like he's gonna do two movies back to back. I mean it's in, it's insanity. I love it. I, I don't like. Released... Oops, sorry. Go for it. Oh no. Um, all I was gonna say is I don't like the idea that they're they're casting Miles Teller as I guess kind of like the star of the new Top Gun. He's supposed to be Goose's son. You know, son. like the son yeah. that he had like before before Goose died. Spoilers: Goose dies. That happens in the first right. movie. <laughs> this is <laughs> another movie. Uh, <laughs> but uh, my, Miles Teller always comes across to me as the most douchebag of douchey bag roles I, I don't know why he plays the same role in every movie that he's in well, ever... maybe that's the point like he's gonna be like oh. my dad died for you maverick yeah 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 oh, it looks like that in the trailers too exactly like they have a couple arguments mm. but i just i don't um, well, i don't i, mean, I don't see the character development ever happening that's true but we went to the bar where they jumpsuits are in i already bought one so like i'm ready <laughs> We went awesome. to the bar in San Diego where they filmed the movie, and uh, we're basically at. Oh my god, that's totally true. I absolutely, I have like a a tanky top. I have a shirt that says I was at the bar. So. Yeah, we've been to Miramar. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Hipster. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, sorry, I got us into a weird uh, no, no, tangent, no. but a it was spiral, fun. So. Yes. Yeah, spiral. It's just nerdy ah, things. Speaking of spirals, guys, they're making an Uzumaki TV show. What? Oh, sorry, what? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what you just said. Uzumaki is a, it's a Jinji Ito manga, and it's like my favorite horror manga ever. And it's, it's so good. Is, is Jinji Ito a dude? Yeah, Jinji Ito oh, okay. was um, I one was of the type people. of manga, and I was like, no, that's fine. That's what I thought. Jinji Ito is like a fucking awesome horror mangaka. Um, and he, uh, he was part of the team that was going to do Silent Hills. Like he was, uh, he was with like that he was the writer guy. They were like, we're going to get Jinji Ito in there. Yeah. So okay, Uzumaki, I like, uh, Uzumaki and Gyo, I think are like his two big, like well-known ones. Um, and they're making an Uzumaki TV show. There's a trailer. If anybody's interested, you should go watch it. It looks fucking wild. <laughs> I'm so excited. Like it looks I like. Can't, I can't do it. Japanese horror knows no limits in what effed up stuff they're willing to show you. And I cannot do it. I will not do it. At least American it's... horror is always like, and then they got bloody. The end. <laughs> like, and then the Was it like the grudge that did you in? Off. I'm like. <laughs> um, it's a lot of like body horror. Ah. Yeah, no thank you. Yeah. Like I cut my face up for you. That's where the demons live. And you're like. <laughs> <laughs> See, you could write a horror thing. Mm, I'd rather not. <laughs> I'd rather not be involved. <laughs> uh, speaking of Japan, uh, anyone catch anything from the Tokyo Game Show they want to share? I didn't know what was going on until I realized that so many people were in Tokyo. And I was like, yeah. what's everybody in Tokyo for? <laughs> I was supposed Final. to go, and I, I didn't get to go. I Did you see the cutout? Did you see the cutout that everyone got to pose with, with the buster sword? Like, you got to pose like the cover art, and I was so jealous. It's like, yeah. 
I wanted to do that. That's what they did at uh, uh, E3. The setup they had at E3, they had the Mako reactor, and they had the whole, and you could like sit there and like do your little pose. Aww. It was great. I didn't go to E3. I, everything I've played, here's, oh man, I'm so excited for this. I still don't understand how, how you possibly could make it episodic, but whatever. Still very excited. Same. More excited. Now they're like, hey, we're going to throw the old combat system in just for the old people. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so excited now. And thanks, chat. A Yakuza RPG is coming. I can't oh even my gosh. function right now. Did you RPG see the back, baby. Did you see the lobster thing from the new Yakuza? <laughs> when I saw that, I, I it was like retweet immediately. Like I cannot like and retweet that enough. It was so hilarious. Just like shows up like pff, claws. Oh, it was so good. I had not played a Yakuza game in so long. I didn't I didn't remember how awkwardly weird and funny they can be. So That is it was pleasant all surprise. the last few Yakuza games have been is just yeah. weird. I feel like I've been missing out ridiculous. then. <laughs> I need oh, to go yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, even Judgment was a little off. I love Judgment, but yeah, it, it, they all, that's sort of their shtick. I'm also happy to see companies uh, expand and do different genres with the same series of titles. Because I know, you know, like people are like, Borderlands 3, it's just like Borderlands 2. Yeah, that's how numbers work. <laughs> how fucking surprised do you have to be for that? Excuse my language. But I, when no. you look at um, this game, I like that they're doing it. I like that they're doing something different. And see how, see how it works, man. Give them, like, give the devs the chance to try something different. So I'm excited for it. There are some franchises that definitely don't know how to count. You know, uh, New Modern Warfare, just called yeah, Modern sure. Warfare. <laughs> we don't know how to count anymore. It's well, fine. There's companies like Microsoft with the Xbox, let's be honest. Mm. Xbox One, mm. 360, they're just like, fuck it, X. They're just going <laughs> to call it random words now. But yeah, yeah, de there's definitely some companies that have that issue. I mean, I guess the Xbox One X is kind of clever because it literally is just Xbox. Yeah. You think mm. about it, like, that's cute. But you're right. Uh, although, I mean, you know, PlayStation 5 is no more creative. No. I, no. I had that conversation the other day where we were talking about Final Fantasy, and I was like, apparently, Final Fantasy 16 is something they're working on, but it's like so far down the line, it's, it's right soon. And I was like, if that's the case, 16, just like reboot the franchise as like. Call it Final, Final Fantasy? Fantasy. Yeah, like just give us, like start it over. None of them are connected. It doesn't matter that, you know, it's, it just seems weird that eventually your like great grandkids will play Final Fantasy triple X and just be like, what? Like Final Fantasy 30 seems weird. <laughs> Final Fantasy porn. Yeah. Seems strange that that's the direction they continue to go. They're like, just keep the numbers going. Even though like Final Fantasy 14 has nothing to do with the like Final Fantasy. Right. It's, it's the culmination of all of them in some ways. So there's the Moogle, therefore it's valid. <laughs> I think if they like just did like a fun reboot and they were like, you know, they just gave it, they had Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, uh, all these different things. Just call it like the Final Fantasy and start that shit over and, and then do something fun with it. The it's real like, Final Fantasy. The yeah. real like, never ending when story. When it comes to the reboot, I have a question for you guys. So when it comes to the reboot, I'm confused how they're going to split the story make it episodic, make me care that a year later what I did, like, there's going to be a lot of issues with the episodic part. Um, mm. How do you guys think they're going to end the first 
like oh, where do you end? complete you midgar know? that's it like, yeah, midgar. Exactly the, yeah. the end scene is when you're on the bridge and you overlook the uh world and for the first time you realize the game's bigger than just midgar like mm -hmm. that's, okay. that's the biggest thing i remember going off of the the opening you like eight nine hours you're in that city and you think this is a game and then you're like oh there's a world map and everything so what do you think do you think the second episode is just going to be like eighty thousand times bigger than that first. Like we've ta so we talked about that before. Like how bit, difficult yeah. it will be to say the game is episodic without ruining the open world. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And that also means it's not open world anymore. Or right. it's hub of some, some kind. Yeah, there are going to be some things in the world that are there and some things that aren't or are locked or I, it's weird. Yeah. I feel like episode one has to end at the end of Midgar. Episode mm -hmm. two has to end with the death of, is it a spoiler anymore? It doesn't matter. No. Uh, the death of a character who wears red, who is a woman who has flowers. <laughs> uh, and then probably episode three or four, depending, would be the other continent, like Costa del Sol and all that stuff. Mm. And then if they did a four, it'd be the end of the game, maybe. They usually like to do four or five episodes at Square. I feel like that's probably the way they would do it. Yeah. But they they keep hinting. I don't know if this is true. Everyone seems to think that they're hinting that they've created more stuff to do in Midgar. Like there's more things to like more story. Like, yeah. Like, uh, Since they're expanding Jesse as well. Yeah. yeah. Like they have more of a story. I don't know how much of that is, you know, <laughs> oh, they're in the whole thing. Like you don't know how much of that is accurate because the whole thing hinges on a lot of those characters not making it out. Right. So, not only that, but like having like they have they have to leave. <laughs> yeah, in order for things to take shape and for for the for Avalanche to be forced to do the things they do, they have to suffer a bunch of losses. And mm. so it's like, okay, yeah. There's also Sephiroth is like it, there's a lot of things that don't make a lot of sense. I'm curious. Mm. Also, I'm curious why they have shown most of the Turks. But not. But not. Was it Reno that they didn't show? Uh, no, no. Reno, 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 Reno. They haven't showed Elena, have they? They haven't oh, showed Elena. It's they Elena. haven't showed. Uh, uh, oh God, whatever Shinra's son's name is. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, and those oh. two are. They play Rufus. huge roles. Ruf yes, mm, Rufus. Rufus. Yeah. They haven't shown the two of them, and they're big. Well, uh, maybe the rumors yeah, are wrong, actually... and it's actually a remix then of like some of the timing on that. So, I mean, the maybe that's that, what like, we're seeing. Crisis Core stuff in there as well. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. Oh my god! And gosh. I'm fine with that. I'd be. Crisis I'm Core totally characters. okay if we try to remix the story and give <laughs> everyone all the. You know, it's been years, and there's been so much supplemental material. It's so right. Bonus material that's come out. Hell, if they decided they want to do some like Dirge of Cerberus in there too, I'm all mm. right with that. Too. Yeah, yeah, like, I would definitely. Make Kojo's be character bigger. Give him some back. That's fine. Yes. Oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> that would be so yes. helpful. I, I do think they are going to have to make this a little more PC, like a, a little bit. If you think about how careful they need to be about some of it. That we got little Don Corneo and I'm like. Oh, no, no. That is going to be in there. I have verification that that is going to be in there. I verified that ish with Square only, directly. That is happening. That, that for me seem like that would probably maybe be censored. And that the would be bestiality wild. situation and the fact that Avalanche is basically yeah, an eco-terrorist group and we like, don't have any context. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the part where Cloud dresses up like a woman in order to save his friends. 
and then you can like try to seduce him, which, by the way, is the best path to go. It's hilarious. Oh yeah. Like, oh, I'm gonna get. Some. I've also decided that uh, once the game comes out, I'm definitely. I need two, maybe three people. To uh, I need two very very gorgeous women and one dude who's willing to dress up as Cloud, Aerith, and Tifa. And I want to be oh Don Corneo and let's go. To ah! I want to be like, oh, ladies, I want to do the whole thing. Let's make it happen, Internet. Oh, my goodness. Let's oh make it happen. <laughs> His outfit's basic. I can buy that on, like, a weekend and, like, put it together. I'll be like, oh, I can't To be wait. fair, I just want to say that both Tifa and Aerith's outfits, like, in that scene are probably the worst outfits that they wear throughout the entire series. Oh, no, it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not going to be as impressive as, you know, booty shorts, suspenders, Tifa, and, and I don't Dude, know. Tifa's <laughs> fighting, though, looks awesome. Oh, I know. The, yeah. Do you oh see, like, God. the pull-ups and stuff? Like, I'm like, like the mini game? Yeah! It's like, I you get so those delighted. abs, girl? Yes! <laughs> it yeah. looks so, it looks so good. That's what I will, I, I will say, visually, they've nailed this game. From yeah. what I've played, from everything I've seen so far... The fighting, the characters look so good. The world, the music, the fact that they went in and uh, the demo that I played at E3, they went in and took all the music that used to be like the MIDI and now they've just orchestrated everything. And it is, oh, it's so good. Mm. With all that said, still don't have any clue by the end of episode mm. one if I'll be like, well, that was fun. Like, I just don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know what I'm about to play. I couldn't tell you. Hmm. Uh, I do feel like there are a lot of the of moments in Final Fantasy VII that are linear. Uh, sans, you know, chocobo hunting and mate and breeding. You know, as, as, apart from that, sure, you can kind of go anywhere and do anything. Um, How do you do the golden saucer in an episodic video game? Well, it is still kind of linear. You have to go there at some point because there is the tunnel. You How can't else are you not go, go on there. That date with Barrett, Jesse. Yeah. You I'm, know what? First off, does. that is a great that is a great option. It is. <laughs> Again, those two boys are just out on the town having a good time, and everyone else is like, I guess I'll stay at home and do nothing. It's great. I, I feel it. like Nibelheim could be an entire uh, episode of the in, of thing. They have to explain some of that stuff, especially if they go like... Crisis Core with some of it, because there, there are some dual explanations about how that all went down. Yeah. Grill does not remember things correctly. But it's okay, Cloud. <laughs> it and wasn't there's... me. It was me. <laughs> there's to i mean basically spoiled so much of the game at this point anyway it doesn't really matter but it's there's two there's two characters that you don't have to get they're like sure. technically extra characters yeah. when like in what episode are they gonna be like right. oh shit what's that over there <laughs> what's that area interesting why is there a random thief that's why showing up we will see feel my materia in there <laughs> it, fe it feels like we will see a remix and then obviously some quality of life yeah. stuff because yeah. i mean even that's if you're a fan way. when you if you go back and play them you're like yeah it's pretty crunchy compared to like what i'm accustomed to now there, there's definitely some stuff that they could shore up be a little bit more modern to appeal to today's gamer who hasn't played that the one I mean, question i have about the whole thing like i can imagine level caps i can imagine uh like the way they plan stuff but how do you do material material do you, like do you still grow yeah. it does it still yeah. does it level yeah, with you in the game is mm. requires you to grind stuff right mm -hmm. and so if it's an, if it's not open world 
then definitely how do you? That is an excellent point, actually, Jesse. The one thing I've been thinking about the entire time, like everything else, I'm like, all right, I guess I can see how they do that. Materia makes no sense to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't understand how, well, I want everyone to have Cure 2. Well, how do I do that unless I'm grinding stuff? And if I'm grinding things at a certain point, are you going to cap my level so I can't? So my grinding is specifically for the Materia. And then if I go into episode two, do all the things I did carry carry over? over? Or is it? Yeah. I have a lot of questions. I don't know. But maybe it's much simpler than I'm thinking. And I'm just overcomplicating things like always. So. Well, I mean, I think it was a really important part of the game. I mean, this is very, at its very core. I mean, if you can't at some point grind out Knights of the Round Quad and, and Revive and all these things, the combinations. And yes, we will sit through every single cutscene. Don't you dare give us a skip option because we're going to watch it. Uh, at least it's not Final Fantasy VIII where you'd have to boost it <laughs> every summon. Just sit there. Uh, square, 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 <laughs> and then reset because you just press square one too many times. Oh, that stuff was annoying. That and draw magic. It's like, start a Final Fantasy VIII game. Yep. BRB guy's going to draw 100 fire right now for the very first boss. It's fine. We're fine. My, my cousin had uh, one of those Super NES controllers that had the little switch mm. where you could be like, you could press a button and then flip the little switch mm-hmm. and it would constantly oh. press that button mm. and that's how she would grind she'd just be like all right i'm gonna go into this area where it's just gonna like randomly stuff's just gonna randomly attack me i'm just gonna move the trigger around and keep the a like pressed constantly and then i don't have to pay attention <laughs> it's just attack 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 and she'd just be like sitting there doing this having a conversation <laughs> it's like this is brilliant, and also I hate that you're able to do this. Yeah. <laughs> I did see that they brought out, a, what is it, a Super NES controller for Switch recently? I think did I just they? saw that. Sold out instantly. It's did it really? Gone. Don't, uh, don't worry about it. It's already sold out. Just pretend yeah. it doesn't exist. Unless yeah, it doesn't even one. exist anymore. Boo. I, I just saw it like when I woke up this morning, too. I was like, that's kind of cool. But then at the same time, I'm like, you know, that controller kind of actually hurt in my hand. And I don't really remember playing that many games on Super NES, aside from maybe a couple Mortal Kombats where I'm just like, oh, my gosh, going in so hard playing console games. But mm. yeah. Hmm. What have you guys been playing recently? I've been playing some, uh, some, 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 uh, what? Control. Yes, go on. <laughs> control. Have you guys been playing some control? Jesse, it's a it's a red haired protagonist named Jesse. You have to play I know you have played control because I've seen it on your YouTube channel, but uh It is yo, it's Tell right me your now. opinion, please. My game of the year. It's so good. I, I think on PC there's a lot of like uh ray tracing issues that are screwing with stuff, but if you turn that off or you switch from DirectX twelve to DirectX eleven, it's it's fine. But like, you know, it's good for me to know. I'm I, actually starting it tonight. So, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. come on. Play it with DirectX 11. Uh, or I don't think you do. You have a 2080. Do you have yeah. an Nvidia? All right. So yeah, just do DirectX 11. DirectX 12. It looks incredible, and when you blow guys up, it's the coolest thing in the world. But after about an hour, I think there might be like a memory leak. Memory leak. Or like it starts I when see. you shoot a guy. It's like there's a freeze frame really quick. It's weird. Um, okay. But DirectX 11 is fine. Yo, it is a game that they were like, okay, let's make a weird David Lynch game, but also <laughs> throw in some real world like paranormally things and then make it SCP. 
Oh yeah, yeah. a bunch of people heavy were SCP. It, it's an SCP game, basically. <laughs> yeah, and it also is connected to all the. So it's like very much connected to Alan Wake. It's like there's a world that they're creating based around this bureau of control. And I was like, the more I played, the more I'm just like, God damn, this is good. Um, the story is crazy. The uh, things that happen in it are like, what am I looking at right now? But the genius thing is underneath all the weird, they've created what I really wanted for a great Star Wars game. <laughs> Truly, I look at the new Star Wars game that's coming out, and I say to myself, if it doesn't play the way control plays, if I'm not lifting everything in a damn room and throwing it at enemies and using the force to like wreck dudes the way I'm doing it in control, you, you've made a shit Star Wars game. Because it feels so fluid and the way you can pick up literally almost everything, parts of the wall come off. There'll be times when I'll pull something and I won't actually, I like will turn my mouse the wrong direction and pull something from another room and like Thor's hammer, it will come up to me and it will take like a minute. It will show up, and I'll be like, "Let's kill some bitches." And then you just there's there's so much to it. There's so much to love. And then with all that said, uh, it's a game that just continues to blow my mind every time I find something. Every time I play, I find something new that's like, "What the shit is this?" Also, I'll simply say, Threshold Kids. Period. Dodger, you're gonna lose your goddamn mind. Just gonna boop and just end it there. That's all I'm gonna say. Threshold Kids is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. I have no, I can't what? tell you anymore. I can't tell you anymore. When you see it, <laughs> I want you to just tweet out to the internet your immediate thoughts and then. Is this part of control or is this a separate thing? I can't no, tell. No, it's part of it's control. It's part of control, okay. all right. Okay. Enjoy that shit. Yeah, the um, best part of control is grabbing your friend. You know, you kill somebody, you grab Bob, and you throw him into Billy. And you're just like, yeah, bitch. And you throw somebody into their friend. And there's just something amazing about that. Oh, oh, the destructibility in that game is uh, it also makes all other games pale. So I went from that to Gears. And the first oh, time I shot Gears, which I love. Uh, Gears optimized, right. ran yeah. just, uh, man. But nothing explodes or and I had to actually step back and be all okay, not all games are gonna allow me to boost through a window, smash a pillar, grab a dude. Like it 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 definitely uh you know raises the bar. Also the Alan Wake stuff is so ingrained that even their sequel is AWE standing for Alan, yeah. Alan Wake experience. Like mm. it, you'll see stuff on uh, you'll see puzzles on chalkboards. There's a thread I saw on a certain forum that is like well, multiple forums have spoiler threads. And I beat it, played through it for the review, then went back to it. And even after going back to it, was like, wait, what? I mean, there is so much lore built into this. They did a good enough job that if you return to Alan Wake, which is what I'm doing right now, it actually feels like they knew prior to making out, which is creepy because they didn't. But they did such a good job mending the worlds together that when you play There's Alan Wake. There's also a connection. Uh, at one point, a character's like, I had a dream where I spoke to Mr. Door. And I was like, what the hell is yep. that? And someone was, and someone in the comments was like, "My dude, that's Hatch from Quantum Break." And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, yeah." The entire okay. game felt like Quantum Break to me. <laughs> yeah, this definitely feels like Quantum Break was kind of a dud, and they were yeah. like, "We did a lot of work with that, and there's a lot of things we could have done better. Let's do it for this game." And I think they nailed it. It is. There's moments in this game where, like, a great, like, the combat, things happen that you don't expect, but they're always amazing. Like a great, like if you try to. Like, if enemies are coming at you, uh, a thing that I thought, like, I'm so glad it's on video. I, there were a bunch of, like, um, 
particle boards or metal slabs behind these guys. And I pulled the top one off. It hit all four of the guys, and they fell forward. And then I flung the thing back and hit all four of them, and they exploded. And I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It, the combat is so much fun. I can't even begin to say, besides the fact that you have a gun that changes to whatever gun you want it to be, you can use the force for stuff. You have like a dash. You can, you know, later on the game do much crazier things. Um, it's, it's like they, they really found their stride in gameplay and in story. And it's just a treat. It's a real gem. I love it. So for me, and I'm just putting the disclaimer out there, one, I did not play Alan Wake because I couldn't make my way through it. I, I think I got maybe 30 minutes into it, and I'm just like, you know what? I just I, I, I just kind of, like, give up. I'm like, I am not immersed in this. I don't care about the characters. It's like, no. I find myself having issues caring about Jessie as a protagonist because mm. she's so inside her own mind. Her monologue is so yeah. stale in a way and it's the like story is already books. it's like i, I like... guess I, I was expecting sort of like the i guess the latest um or the last game that i played with a lot of inner monologue would have been hellblade which is not a good comparison you can't possibly sure. compare the two but i just i don't find myself caring so much about her as a as a as a character as a person she could be she could look like anything she could be anyone you could change her name you could change anything about her and it would it would still be a fun satisfying game the the gameplay cycle that you go through you know throwing shit shooting shit that's fun but it doesn't really matter to me who's doing it and it should i love the red acted stuff i love the whole hunting around the music stuff is really amusing to me too and the yeah. secrets i love the secrets I love everything about it. It's just, I really wish that I could be invested in her as a character. And also the VO. I, I don't know. It just sometimes it seems so on on the head and then other times not so much. Like the, the janitor in the very first moment, like, dude did an amazing job. It was just, yeah. it was really solid. And that, that was what gripped me. I'm like, ooh, this is going to be good. And then after that, I stopped caring about her as a character. I'm like, let's go back to the janitor guy. He seemed really interesting. So that, that's probably the only thing that I have that's negative to say about it. Other than that, I found it to be really fun. I have not finished it yet, but um, I am looking forward to playing more of it. I think you're right about being on point because she'll say in her head what she's going to say out loud. So you, you feel like she's saying it twice, many times. And it is a little, it is, you know, oh, should I say this? Yeah, I'll say it. And you're like, well, then why did you think that? Like, what? Well, it, but, it, but is it, that so part I of it? I see that complaint. Yes, it it that, is that, part of it. It's right. a very, like, you just don't up. find out till the end. <laughs> okay. It's a very, like, Lynchian thing mm, yeah. to have the character be as. In their head? Yeah, not only in their head, but, like, as cardboardy as yeah. she is, because around her is pure insanity yeah. uh even characters like um emily who i love i love whoever <laughs> they got to voice act her is like the perfect happy nerd like the thing she says is all techno babble but the way she says it i'm just like i love you i don't know what the hell you just said <laughs> said it so cutely and i think it's a, like everyone even uh dylan all different characters they're all insane people everyone around her is like the way they're reacting to things you're like 
how are you even remotely handling this right now? And so to have her be that blank slate is sort of like, that's what makes it even more weird is because sh there's something weird about her, right? There's mm -hmm. all these things that you're just like, something's off. Something doesn't feel right. Even the way they do uh, camera work in certain scenes, when you're having a conversation with a the person, they do like a real quick, like quick weird cut. You're like, what mm. the hell is that? Everything about it is designed to make you feel a little uncomfortable and, and like a little turned off by all of it. So I definitely understand why people will be like, I don't know that I like the main character. I think she's great, but mostly because- She's a redhead named Jesse. <laughs> The best part is she becomes director right away. She walks in and they're like, you're in charge. And she's like, uh, okay. And then everybody's just like, go, go with it. And it, until you beat the game, you just won't, it, a lot of that stuff just doesn't resonate. It, it, I, I certainly think they could fix some stuff through the storytelling I, to make it resonate a little the, bit. Uh, the, but that's what, to me, that's what makes it so fascinating is that in the first five minutes, it's like, okay, we're gonna, you are now the boss. There's reasons why you're now the boss. It's kind of messed up and weird and yeah. really crazy but also within that first five minutes suddenly you're like you walked in and it's one place and then you walk out of the office and now you're right on the wall and yeah. like the things you said you're like oh well it's called the hiss and now there's documents that exist using the phrase hiss and everyone's yep. like oh that's a nice name you came up with and you're like wait a minute what yeah like all that so for me i love weird stuff so i was just like Oh, it's so perfectly weird. I, yeah, that's always a selling point for me. If I don't understand what's going on, I'm 10 times more like, I love this game. So thankfully, they the more you play, the more all the redacted stuff starts to make more sense. The more yeah, it's like that's... slowly unfurl before you. And I think that's really, really neat. That but, is... Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, say, but there's, there's, of course a million hidden things in this game so mm. for everything you think you understand you'll suddenly yeah. discover something where you're like what the hell was that <laughs> not at all <laughs> what i thought was it, going yeah. on right the one thing i did want to say about even though the the story i mean, I, I i like the idea of the story i'm just not invested in her as a character sure. but i i love the unsettling environment specifically because because i feel uh that i am confused and lost in the story so i hunt way more intently and i read everything as a result of yep. being unsettled and not knowing everything and of course stuff's red acted so you even go even further you're like almost paranoid like am i gonna miss something i don't understand what's going on what is the plot of this game i i think i would probably appreciate jesse more as a character by the end it's possible that i just because i have not reached the end i can't view it as an entire experience just yet um, but the rest of the game, I, I, I love, ex well, once I found out kind of how you're supposed to do combat, I'm, I'm a very defensive person when I go into games like this, I see a big mm. open room and I see mobs show up. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, you know, I'm going to do this stuff at a distance and, uh, we're just going to gun all these things down from as far away as humanly possible. And no, that's actually not how you play this game at all. <laughs> you yeah. are meant to go batshit crazy, throw things around, blow things up. Yeah, um, but I just, I didn't, I didn't get to that part. Like, I was just being so timid about it because because the plot was unsettling, because I didn't know kind of how how things were supposed to go. Once I figured that out, the game became like a million times more fun. So I, I was really happy that I stuck it out. <laughs>
it so is, it's, it's got uh, a lot to offer, but also um, there's man, there's some moments that this isn't a spoiler for anything, but uh, the game everything feels unsettling, everything looks unsettling. In the background, there's like, and then if you take the profit, you go like the, the voices that are constantly playing yeah, in the background, you're like, playing. what the hell? It's all very unsettling. And you never expect jump scares. And really, for the most part, there are not. It just doesn't happen. It's all like, however, I'm not going to spell where this is. I'm not going to tell anyone anything. I was running around searching for stuff. There's one type of enemy that's like a floating blob that explodes. I uh, was running around exploring, and I was just like, oh, shit, what's this room? And I found a room, and there's this one box in the middle. I was like, awesome. Ran over, popped that shit open, and a dude popped out like, yeah. He the crap out of me. He exploded. I was like, oh, and then eight more spawned in the room, and I died. And I was like, all right, so I know that can happen now. So just be aware, everything is not always what it seems. Here's the crazy thing. Went back to that room. After I reloaded, no enemies. Yeah. My mm. question for you is, was that a random event? Was it scripted? What? Like, I don't know why it happened. I don't know what I did to make it happen, but I went back after the reload. Did not happen. I was ready to fight. I had a plan. Did not happen. So things like that, I, I don't trust anything in this game. I think the narrator is unreliable. I think all the characters <laughs> in the story are unreliable. Everyone who The only person who makes any sense to me is Ati, the janitor. And he's great. Yes. Yeah, so you know, I, think it's, I think it's wild. It's such a great experience. Um, I was. Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry, Brooke. I was gonna say I've I've been trying to kind of like only halfway pay attention to you guys just because I spoilers I want to be as confused yeah. as it sounds like you guys were going into it. Um, but Watching, uh, playing this, when can I watch you play this? I I'm starting it tonight hour. after Manga Pod. Yay! I'm gonna tune in and be like, oh, I can't <laughs> wait. Yeah. Um, but uh, I heard that it was between like 15 and 20 hours. Is that is that right for those of you who have beat it? Uh, it depends. That's, There's that's pretty. If long. you don't hunt for everything, <laughs> yeah, there is There's a lot to read. to read. But there's also, while you play, the most inconvenient. I'll I'll say I hate this part of the game. There are things that pop up that are like micro missions that mm -hmm. are hey, go to this one area. You have 15 minutes to get there and defeat the enemies that have spawned there, and then you get some rewards and stuff for it. But There'll be times you're on like the most epic mission ever, and then it just, you know, 15 minutes. I'm like, someone else can handle that shit. So you don't have to do it, but it gives you little bonuses. But it okay. pops up the frequency that's like, you're always doing something else 10 times more important. And it's like, hey, you have 15 minutes to get to this area. And you're like, that's how I'm not going to. I think you'll be fine as long as you go into it um, just diving into the gameplay. Mm. Just ignore the story. I mean, not ignore the story. You know what I mean? But I mean, it's just, it start the game starts in the middle, technically. I mean, mm. really, when you think about it, right. the story. So if you jump in and just like, okay, blank slate, and just start feeding it, just some crazy, amazing shit happens. And if you do have connections with Quantum Break or Alan Wake, even more crazy shit. If you don't, it, it, some of it might be lost. But um, I would say that hour, that's that could be pretty long. It also depends on how, much, how difficult you find the combat, because uh, some people... It, it, you know, it depends. Like Jenna, if, she, if you're defensive, it could definitely yeah, take a while no to heals. Lay you down. Right. If you're no not health. and yeah. you go balls out, there's a chance that you, there'll be 10, 15 guys and, and the game loves to throw a lot of enemies at you. Mm -hmm. And you can definitely clean them up pretty quickly. 
as long as you're smart with what you grab and, and, and understand. And yeah. Yeah. And okay. those side missions are, I'm not going to go as far as to say they're shit, but their timing is bad. Yeah. Almost kind of, every time you do shit. a main story, you'll get the next part of the quest and then that'll pop up. And you're like, come on. Cause you're, you're, it's those game where you're moving forward and you're con constant discovery. And then they'll be like, no, go back and do this. And I really wish they had rethought the timing of those things. Cause they, I wanted to do them, but you don't want to stop the main quest. Cause the entire time you're like, what the hell's going on? So <laughs> you want to do that part. So. I will say this is a game that actually slightly rewards you for going back though. Besides the, the questing stuff, if you go back to areas you've been, there are passcoded things you can't get into. Yeah. There are key cards you couldn't have done before. And for some reason, uh, I guess, because people are now in those areas, I don't know what the rules are, but um, there are new lore tidbits around. Yeah. And so you learn new things as you go through. So if you go back to different places, you're just like, what is this? Who left this here? And you get another <laughs> little lore tidbit. And they're really good about, um, because it's very SCP, you'll discover a thing that's like, Oh, here's the the file briefing for the picnic basket. And you start reading it like, oh, that's fascinating. And then later on, you'll discover like supplemental one, supplemental two, and you'll learn what it is. And then sometimes those are actually things you'll interact with in the game that either help you in some Many way. Many times. Yeah. Many times, actually. Uh, yeah. And then uh, there's parts where you'll see things and you're like, oh, look at that weird SCP thing. And later <laughs> on, you'll find out like, oh, I can get in that room. Do I want to go in that room? What did that thing say? Yeah, it's like, don't avert your eyes from this thing or let it out of its containment cell. And you're like, oh, it wants me to let it out of its containment cell. Do I want to do that? <laughs> right. Of that. Yeah. It's Interesting. cool. Yeah, very SCP sounding. Mm -hmm. I would like to say it's probably one of the most cerebral games that I've played, where at least it has messed with my mind enough. And I've played a few games this year that have, have kind of been like that unsettling and uh we've had some lovecraftian games you know that are very Perfect. atmospheric and you know make you second guess everything portraits that move things that, that are like ooh spoopy but this is the first time it's been like dude i just got mind screwed by a game and i'm not even five minutes into it let's go right. it was i mean ocean view hotel is all i'll say uh, that amazing that is amazing. one of the coolest things i've ever seen in a video game period when that yeah. i think i tweeted moments after that happened like a few weeks ago where i was like i just experienced the craziest everything i've ever like i know i love this game now and when the minute <laughs> that happens i was just like what yeah oh i was in uh, um, yeah, what else have you guys been been playing? Uh, Control is definitely something to, to check out. <laughs> um, I think I think I mentioned Children of Morta when I first started playing it. I've beaten it now. Ooh. Um, what do you think of the overall game? I think it's a sweet, sweet, sweet game. I really I liked it. Yeah. Um, I, I loved the idea of a shit this just got explained to me and now i'm all confused again this is a rogue like not a rogue light yes yes you're correct yes. so um i love the idea of a rogue like that um that even rewards you with story if you fail mm -hmm. i i love that aspect of it that even if i'm even if i'm not doing well with my runs there might still be a story thing that happens. And people in my chat were saying that they got different family events than I got. Based like, on who you play, yeah. 
yeah, like different stuff happened. Um, I, I love that there are so many like little side quests and stories going on in the dungeon. They just put like, a, like aside from the gorgeous art, they put so much love and attention into this game. Um, the, the like lead artist on it, I think was in our chat and he was saying they had been working on the game for so long and the whole concept, like the core concept of the game was like family, right? Every character you play is part of a family. If one family member is getting stronger, it helps all of the other family members get stronger. Like, like that was like the whole, the whole idea. Right. And they, they worked really hard to make it so that the story makes you feel very connected to all of them. And, uh, and he was saying that they've, they've been working on it for so long that they felt really emotional watching other people play the game and Aww. get like attached to the characters. Cause they were like, we love them too. Like, <laughs> like, like it really means a lot to them that, that, um, that the story is like has worked. Right. That, right. that people are like, Oh, Kevin, you piece of shit. Right. <laughs> Margaret, you're adorable, right? That like you, you just like, you get really attached to all of the family members, and you want to know what's going to happen with them. And I love that, that yeah, that that different playthroughs are having different events happen. It's made me go, shit, I should replay it. And I actually started replaying it. So um, yeah, aside from just like a little qualm that I had with the very end, it's I thought the game overall was absolutely fantastic. I really, really loved it. What's it on? PC. It's just on Steam. Um, I think it's on Switch. I thought it's on, it's on Switch. Switch. I, th gotcha. it's I thought it was coming to Switch. To I don't Switch. know that it's on it already. Yeah, but, uh, it is a game that you can play with a friend. Um, yes. You can play one of the family members. Uh, there's What I love, the thing that I think is, is my favorite little addition to the game is the house. And uh, all the different family members. There's just so much more than just the roguelike Diablo style game that it is. That's how mm -hmm. I would describe it. It's like roguelike Diablo. There, yes, there's lots of Diablo elements, lots of Isaac elements. They they pulled from like the best aspects of a lot of those games. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's it's just so much fun to mm -hmm. go through and uh try to make your way through these dungeons while at the same time not just doing it for an item that makes you stronger, but for actual story and uh, something a little bigger. At least for me, that's why I'm not a huge roguelite or roguelike fan in that most of the time you're just doing a thing because you're doing it for loot. And, you know, I've never been a huge, like, right. Or the progression that you get at the Retro end of the progression. day. Retro progression. Like, got a little stronger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is... We told you something new. You learned something, something that actually relates to the world, and it does have an effect on the family. And I'm like, all right, I'm in for the story of this. And I think that's what I loved most about it, is that it gave me a little bit more than just, you got a bigger bow, right? You know, <laughs> I hate that stuff, so. Totally. And I, um, when I was first playing it, I was reading some of the reviews, and people were like, yeah, I enjoy this game, but some of the characters are overpowered. And after playing it all the way to the end, I really don't feel that way. I felt like they did a really good job balance. Like every character plays totally differently. Um, the characters that do like bigger damage are hindered in some way. Like um, Lucy, the little girl, she's like a fire mage, but she can't shoot fire unless she's standing still. And she has like, like one crowd control thing, right? So if things are rushing her from all sides, 
you can't just stand there and shoot and you can't run away and shoot. You have to just run. (laughs) (laughs) Run away, little girl, run away. Back again, you know, so they're even, even like the big damage dealers um, are either slower or their movement is, is kind of like limited or, um, I, I thought that they did a really good job of making every character feel really good to play and play totally differently. Um, yeah, the character that you start off with, John, the dad, he is just like a sword and shield boy. And at first I was going, everybody else is so much more fun to play. I don't know that I'll <laughs> ever go back and play John again. But then I did. And as he levels up, they give you lots of cool stuff to do with his shield um and his armor level can just keep bumping up and uh yeah they they made it so that if you take the time and effort with all of the characters they all get very powerful and really fun so yeah it's a great game it's a great game i loved it awesome they, uh, do you know how big their dev team is out of curiosity i think it's pretty small uh i was just curious because small, of that level of customization for every character and making them as robust as that i just imagine that taking a lot of effort and how you were saying that yeah. at least one of them was in your chat and got like emotional about it all it's just like yeah that sounds like a really tight-knit crew to put a, a game that like that together so i was just yeah. curious <laughs> they spent a few years on this game oh wow so. It's good that it's what else uh, have hopefully they done? a success. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the, the studio is 11-bit studios. Hmm. Um, but I'm not sure what else like this team has worked on. Um, I know that they're the team behind Frostpunk and Moonlighter. Oh, mm. this is Moonlighter. Mine. That's what it was. Yeah, Moonlighter. Uh, this War of Mine was another <gasps> one. Beat oh, Cop. I love this War of Mine. <laughs> even though it's Beat really Cop's depressing. Awesome. It's super depressing, but I'm so good yeah, at that game. <laughs> I love. I liked Frostpunk a lot. I feel like it was a game that a lot of people skipped over. But trying to survive the apocalypse in a frozen wasteland is like my kind of game. In any <laughs> game, you can put the children into slavery to make them work harder. Yeah. My kind any of game. game. I actually Whoa. submitted to them ideas after playing it. I was like, okay, first off, why is there not an option to make a cult where you put the bodies of the dead into the furnace? I was like, my options are either burn. Oh right. Or we leave them out in the snow? I was like, I would have a cult where we feed the souls to the fire to keep us all warm. What do you guys do? Oh, I had ideas. I was like, all right, first off, I wouldn't do that. I would do this. And they were like, that's really dark. And I was like, you're the, it's the apocalypse. When you I mean, it's pretty, it's a pretty dark game already by itself. Yeah. It's not like you were stepping out of bounds with that suggestion. Yeah. Um, I've been playing, I, I returned to Greedfall, even though I beat it. And Yo, um, all right, is that, I have it. I'm ready to play. Is it a good game? Yeah, if you understand it as a budget title, but okay. it, it it definitely it's does double things a, that are right. Are, yeah, it's double, double a. a. Okay. I wish they had priced it a little better. It is in the fifty dollar range versus forty, which I think a lot of people see double A Vampire, which another favorite of mine. But with Greedfall, one of the cool <laughs> things about that game, I just love that they don't give you any of the Mass Effect bullshit that we got in all their titles. Where if you ask a guy a question, they don't give you the answer. You can go back and ask him again. In Greedfall, they're just big middle finger. They're all, you have one choice, one of these three, you got to take it. Once you take it, most of the time, that's it. And so if you like try to charisma your way out of something and they're all, bitch, I don't like you. And you're all, "Uh uh-oh. And then it's just shut down. You're like, oh, I got to figure out a different way to do it. Um, Combat isn't the greatest. I mean, I don't think anybody has said it is. What would you suggest? I 
I watched all the different videos that were like, here's the different classes you can play, and you can have a technical character or warrior. Right. What would you say is the most, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'd just be a warrior because I'd probably get bored of being a, you know, like a wizard or mage right. or whatever the class is. Mm -hmm. uh, when you say combat's like a little jank, do I not, do I want to pick the easier, just like one button stay in the back character? Or should I be up like... The only complaint I've seen, and I actually didn't experience it in the review, but then when I went back and tried the exact thing the person was complaining about, they were right, which is that if you're a magic user, if you have a tendency to back up a lot, you can leave the fight area and they'll re they'll reset. And that to me is a pretty big no-no. They, they they definitely should have figured that out. So they'll re they'll get their health back and everything. What game um, used to do that? Was that the original was, Dragon Age? Yeah, and there's been actually some pretty big budget titles that have done that. But I, I thought that's yeah. not really a thing I enjoy. But when it comes to the combat and stuff, that's it's good. It's not great, sure. but it's the world itself. Like your characters aren't cool. They're not Garrus. There's no Rex. There's that's not what it's about. It's about the experience. In fact, I would say, unlike Mass Effect, where you go into the world and you're changing it, this one's already changed. You're trying to get shit working again. And mm. so you go into this thing with these characters that are sort of dry, but the experiences they have, for for example, if you do a Garrus or a Rex side mission or a loyalty mission in Mass Effect, normally it's this little segregated mission that like does some stuff and then you're done and that's it. You never hear about it again. That's not the way this game goes. If there's like lore, some thick lore about a character or about a character's race, and then you do their side mission, it usually involves that. And I love this game because nobody's a good guy. Nobody. They're sure, all just the same shit the birds in the same nest. They're right. all, yeah, nobody's nice. You go in and a lot of people are like colonialism. When you go there, the first dealings you have, you're like, wait a minute, nobody's a good guy. And that I think was really enjoyable. Also some of the best quest writing ever. Like easily in the last five or six years, this is the first time where I've sat there and thought and read and listened to every single thing a person said before I made a choice. Because some of them are incredibly like impactful to the way you're gonna experience the game world. Cool. It might not necessarily change the ending. There's four, there's sort of the Gennaro endings that we've seen before. Um, you know, like we're going to text out what somebody's <laughs> doing tomorrow, you know, like this person went on to, you know, film porn or whatever. That's not what this <laughs> is. This is more, um, it's more about your experience and the world for a double A title. There are times when that thing is so beautiful and so ugly in the same four seconds. It's hilarious. <laughs> like you'd be in a town, barely anybody's there, but then you go outside and there'll be times where you're walking around, and you're like, man, I wish a lot of games looked like this with the environmental effects and, and all that stuff. Then the NPCs don't look great, but their storylines are incredible. And again, I made choices there where one of the first times, because I always tell people, I don't really get it. I don't get into games too much. Like a story. I don't get sad. I don't get, I don't do jump scares very well because I'm just like, okay, whatever. But this is the first <laughs> time where when I was making a choice, I was like, damn. And I love the fact that they'll have a character that'll be like, you probably don't want to take me on this quest because I don't like these people. And I'm always the belligerent one. I'm like, you're taking going. You. Yeah. And then after about the second time of, they have a choice where it'll be like, do you want to answer? Do you want to threaten them? Or do you want your person, your party member to answer? And I'm all, oh, I haven't seen that before. Let's have the party member answer. And about the third time through, I'm like, yeah, bad idea. Because those guys are just pissy 24. They're like walking canker sores. So you have to... <laughs> You have to really be prepared because the the way they all deal and the political ramifications that are going on is really well done. And it's 17th century 
magic, like something we haven't seen before. And to me, it really grabbed me. I thought it was well worth it, despite the jank. Definitely, despite the jank. Yeah, I was gonna really enjoyed it. I was gonna ask actually, because it is a double A title, and there isn't always enough money to go into optimization. How did you feel overall that it handled, given possible budget constraints? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as like engine and whatnot, like how did you find it? It was okay. Consoles were way better than like Borderlands, which we'll mm. talk about a little bit. Oh, gosh. So, wow. <laughs> uh, so the consoles, I thought, did pretty well. I think PC does, does okay. Um, as a 2080 Ti owner, and then I test down to like two, uh, 1070. There were, it wasn't perfect. There were some things you should probably change. Sorry for my dog. Um, <laughs> but I would say technically... Your dog is complaining about Borderlands 3. It's totally he fine. Is. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. After listening to me last night, he probably is. Um, but you know where the budget is seen in like Mm. the cities, they optimize cities. So there's not a lot of people, which we all know you get a bunch of draw calls, you get a bunch of people in a city that GPU, you know, you have issues there. So they sort of minimize that. So Mm. sometimes you walk around a city and be like, did the plague just strike? Cause where is it? (laughs) Like everybody's got gonorrhea or something like they're all dead. (laughs) So that happens a couple times. Um, but I would say overall, it's about what you would expect. Vampire looked better from a purely technical like wow standpoint um and the characters certainly look better in that but god i gotta tell you man like it's rare that i'm ever into a quest or a storyline like this and where i'm in my discord just going who did what at this like what did you get and your skills matter so you'll go to like a a crevasse and it'll be all you need to have vigor to get through this and like pull yourself up and i'm like shit i don't have that i don't have that skill and there's a lot of skill checks in the game world Mm. So there's almost never a time where you're like, haha, I've got everything because you're never safe. At some point you're never safe. Yeah. And there's an arena really like, like KOTOR, which Same. is cool. So you get to do the, the underground. I mean, fighting, I, but... I'm ready. This, this is, I'm ready for this. Game. Yeah. You, you just have to understand it's, you know, it's, I mean, it's got, it's got its issues, but we're playing AAA games right now that have their issues too. And they're 60 mm, yeah. or $80. And I, I have just as many complaints about some of them. So yeah, very enjoyable title and really enjoyable world. I'm so, I love fantasy. I love that kind of stuff. But the idea of like 17th century, you know, three musketeers. Also, Jesse, pick a gun, get a gun. They're amazing in this game. I want to like, like stab some dudes. I want to be. Oh, you can have the, you can do that. You just have a gun. You have two, two weapons and a gun. So you have, oh, you'll I mean, always, yeah. yeah. Of course I have a gun. If I'm a c- colonial bastard come to take the land, I'm going to oh, shoot it's... everyone. It's awesome. And the customization is amazing for a B title. So when you outfit your character, it actually impacts skills. So you can buy a lockpick set that hangs off your chest, and that'll give you a plus one to your lockpick skill. So you'll see there's a reflection of a lot of skills in the actual customizations. Um, If you get a longer heft for a mace, it'll do more damage. And you'll see that on the graphics when you actually adjust it, which I'm always a visual person. So I like to be able to go oh it's it's making a difference and then adding that skill was was even was even cooler yeah it's definitely worthwhile to check out Hmm. yeah it Um, looks cool i put it in my wish list (laughs) uh they brought out the new difficulty level for fire emblem three houses by the way for anyone who Mm. might be playing it the madness difficulty me either i actually found it uh to be hard who knew? The new difficulty um, or the original? The, the new difficulty. Now, I've been playing hmm. on hard, classic, permadeath, um, you know, all the way. I've been doing oh, that on damn. stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go hardcore with tactics. Like, Final Fantasy Tactics, that was my jam. Whew, 
love those games. Um, but Fire Emblem Three Houses, yeah, I've beaten every storyline possible now on hard, and I'm going back through on madness now, and the battles are actually challenging now. <laughs> so I I'm I'm liking it. They added some uh, cosmetic changes with their DLC, so now you can make all of your your house characters look like they belong as part of a uh, basketball anime. Uh, <laughs> Amazing, great, <laughs> totally. It's like be on all my right, team. I, I put it on my list now. Right, um, but yeah, I can't uh, wait to play Kuroko no Emblem. Right, right, right. That's exactly what I was. I was like, if you played the Blue Lions uh, playthrough, the uniforms are blue, and it's that color of blue too. So I'm just like, we just need to change some hair colors, get some special moves going here, and it's just, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, I still, I still love it. It's probably one of the, the last tactics game I've gotten into this deep. I'm 325 hours in three runs and two plus runs <laughs> i don't know why i'm That's still playing insane. this game because i still haven't gotten support with everyone i have not wifed and husbandoed everyone and i'm playing the male perspective too i have to play the male protagonist now because you can't you can't wife everyone or husbando everyone and that bothers me that bothers me in this game and I don't know why it bothers me. It just does. If if you, <laughs> why can't you get support with with everyone? That's so why many are only? Hours. That's so many hours. I can't even like <laughs> fathom. I haven't put that much time into a game in a decade. Like I just can't. I can't me, do it. The last time I put so many hours into a game, even anywhere in the vicinity, would have been The Witcher Three. That mm. is the last time I think I've played a game. And it would not be 300 hours, of course, but... Right. Yeah. The closest thing. And, of course, WoW, but that's been a long time. <laughs> How is Classic WoW doing for you, Jesse Cox? I got to... I watched Sam and his, like, level crew power their way to 40-something. I don't know if they ever got past that before they moved on to a different game. And then I watched Krendor and his, like, cool kid squad... I think he just hit 30-something. Gotcha. I made it to 27, and I'm taking it. I do maybe like two hours, one hour a day. I can't. I I love the community that we've created on the server. I love the people that are there. But by God, I can't do the questing that they require. Where it's like, okay. You just completed this one quest. I need you, adventurer, to now travel to Undercity and Thunder Bluff. And you're like, bruh, that is on two separate continents. You want me to... And it's like an hour later, you've completed one quest. And I'm like, cool. And I know you're supposed to, I know you're supposed to like, uh, you know, take, take the boats, take, take the zeppelins. Yeah. Like, I get it. I get what you're supposed sure. to do. You're not supposed to do them all right away. But... I just sometimes I get a quest that's like run to the opposite end of the zone, and I'm like, I don't have a mount. Thirty <laughs> minutes later, after running through Alliance territory, I'm like, glad I made it. I, yeah, it like wears down on my soul, so I can only play so much. Mm. And I'm having a great time. I've tried a new class. I'm like, the community's fun. Like going through dungeons. Dungeons are where it's at. It's so much fun to run dungeons with people. But the overworld stuff, the the improve. I know people love to shit on BFA and World of Warcraft right now, but like, 
man, the quality of life improvements in modern day <laughs> WoW are so nice. It fits into my, I have maybe an hour to play. I need to get everything I need to get done, done. And current, wow, I can do that. This is just like, oh, did you want to do anything today? Well, you're going to be here for 12 hours. I'm like, right. I just can't do this. And it's the same reason why when World of Warcraft originally came out, I left Final Fantasy XI. Because Final Fantasy XI was like, oh, you want to do anything? You need a group of four. And I'm just right. like, I, I, you expect me to find three other people to play with right now? Which is why I left. And it's the same thing. Like, The easier you make it for me to enjoy a thing, I'm going to glom onto that so much quicker. And even though I love that people are really excited about the difficulty of Classic WoW and the community experience and how because you're doing so much not anything, you're doing a lot of talking <laughs> and you're chatting with people and you're making friends. I get that. I think that's phenomenal. However, I think you reach a point in your life where you're like, I have a job and like I got shit to do. Like I can't I'm not it's not me skipping class to play this. It's me like I gotta go work or I'm gonna be homeless, so I gotta like do shit. <laughs> So I can't, you know, I can't truly give it the time it probably deserves, Mm. but I can see how, you know, if you ask Crendor, he's living his best life right now. He's having (laughs) so much fun. Um, There are people in the guild who are having a lot. There's at any given time, like 180 people in the guild, just like, yeah, really excited. And that I think is amazing. I think the community experience in old Warcraft is one that you cannot get in new Warcraft. It doesn't exist. Because yeah, the world's broken. Ask, yeah, where's this quest at? What is this thing? Hey, can anyone help me do this? Right? And because some things are so hard, you need help to do stuff. And so you have to form bonds with people. Modern WoW is just like, I press a button and I'm in a group. Or I do a thing. and like, You don't have to like, form bonds with anyone. You can live <laughs> a single player experience. And then when you need to jump into a group and then jump out. Like parties now in Modern WoW are literally just... You press a button, you're in a party, you do the raid, and then you press the button, you're out of the party. You never talk to that person. Like, those other people in your group, you don't even have to talk to. You don't um, even have to fight about loot. Like Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the big difference, I think, is that there's a community of, around Classic WoW, and everyone seems to be really respectful and really great about it, which is crazy to me. But I think if you're going to go back and play Classic WoW, you're not going to be the asshole who's like, I prefer my games this way, you sons of bitches. Like, everyone's very, very chill and cool. I've been running around just, I've been helping people. Other people have been helping me. And it isn't like, oh, that's Jersey Cox. It's like, I'm, (laughs) you know, I'm playing a character. You know, I'm not out there like, help a streamer out. I'm not even streaming it most of the time. (laughs) Uh, It's just people being genuinely nice and being like, look, I need help with this quest. So I know you probably need help with this quest. And they like, help you. And I think that's, it's really cool. And uh, I'm, I'm actually really pleased with what it is, but I simply do not have the time in my life to play it at a level that most streamers or uh, hardcore fans play it. I just can't anymore. It's just impossible. I think it's exciting, though, because it does show it'll show another company who might be thinking about making an MMO that maybe there's a different style that's out there or, or something else that they can do, even if it's a middle ground between the new one and the new one. <laughs> Because the community is built on the the crunch. I mean yep. that is the, the the and the talking and walking. I mean that is what the game is. Ninety percent of the, the class, and that's the best part. And so to me, I'm just hoping that other devs, even though I like a bunch of MMOs right now, it would be nice if another dev looked at that and said, you know what, we could try something that's a little bit less 
um, instant gratification and see if a community builds up around it and, and how successful that would be. I don't think they're going to be able to just because WoW's classic, I think, has WoW going for it. I mean, like it's, it's the name power, <laughs> yeah, but I would love for them to at least take some of the ideas because a lot of these MMOs take the ideas of the other shit MMOs or the or certain parts and then you get the tier shit mmo and you're like oh my god this plays itself or or i need to buy to do this or i you know there isn't that investment but yeah the community i've talked to there it's it's amazing like it's i'm legit jealous that games that i because i did star trek online and when i got admiral they actually invited me to their ship and they gave me a toast and oh, i was wow, like this is the cool. coolest fucking thing i've ever seen in my life they didn't know who i was and they were all you've made it to admiral and i was just like this is the nerdiest thing single-handedly I've ever done. And also the coolest thing I've probably ever experienced. So if we can get more of those events and some of the toxicity out of there and you can have these communities, there could be some cool games coming down the pipe by people looking at that and, and identifying what they can put in new titles. I think it's awesome, but like Jesse, I don't have the time. There's no way. <laughs> I don't have the time to do 300 hours of fire emblem either though so, <laughs> well I, I was in the okay i was in the hospital all i had was my switch you know oh, i couldn't okay. well, I, 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 I couldn't do anything else i didn't they wouldn't let me have my laptop i hid my switch and, and i'm just like mm. <laughs> you know i had nothing else going for me <laughs> uh wow classic is um same price right you pay one price and you get both isn't that correct? yeah, that, yeah if thankfully you, for yeah, that's awesome yeah, I'm doing great. I pay. I play for uh, BFA, and I get classic. So I'm not like missing out on anything by yeah. doing a few hours here and there. Mm. But uh, I think I think it's exactly what people wanted. I mean, if you wanted the experience, you definitely got it. For me, there's a lot of times where I'm like, boy, I'm so glad we have a society that moved on from this bullshit. Yeah, right. there's. <laughs> Man, there was a quest chain. I was I was talking with someone about this the other day, and we were just like, uh, I think it's like you have to go, like, oh, Dalaran mages are in this area, and you need to go kill them. Like, okay. So you go down to kill a bunch, and it's like, go back, turn in. It's like, oh, did you hear? The Dalaran mages are back. You're like, I was just there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> go back. And they're like, you know the Dalaran mages have elementals? Go back. I'm like, what? <laughs> Go back, kill more. And then they're like, oh, by the way, they drop items. We probably need a few of those. And you're like, you son of a bitch. Just give me all of them at once. I could have done that. And it's not like you run back up the street. It's like up the zone. And then you're just right. like, I will kill every mage I see from now on. It's a And then because I was a mage, my class quest was to go back to that area. No. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Yeah, there's moments where I, I'm, like, super into the game, and then something happens in the game that's just, like, go do a thing that's ridiculous. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm done for the day. Like, I have to get up and leave because it's so it's so frustrating. Not that it's bad, just that it's, like, as a gamer, I think I'm spoiled by how intuitive things have become and how smart developers have gotten in, like, oh, well, no one wants to do this shit. That's annoying. <laughs> but back, you know, 15 years ago... They were like, yeah, this seems perfectly reasonable. <laughs> I was like, no, it's not reasonable. Yeah, Our brains so. weren't trained for that serotonin release of, hey, we completed a quest. We did something today. We accomplished something, guys. Let's do it again. <laughs> no, Are you any of you guys interested in Surge 2? I'm really excited to see uh, what comes of that game. I am definitely going to play it, but I don't know if my excitement level is like, yeah! <laughs> yeah, because I'm 
reviewing it right now, and I have to say, Ooh. like, you forget when you're playing those games just how creepy some quests are. Because, like, one of the quests is you need to build leg armor by tearing their legs off. So you basically go back to your base with a bag of 10 legs, and you're just like, this is this is legitimately creepy. And the the gore level, I, they, they just released a trailer where they were, it's called, like, the story of violence or something like that this morning or yesterday. And it is so gory. Right. I don't know if you guys played Mortal Kombat 11, but sometimes you'll see a fatality in yes. Mortal Kombat 11. You'll be like, this is an anatomy lesson. This has gone far past fatalities into I'm seeing inside this person's body. You're talking and about the dismemberment? The, yeah, the, yeah, the, fatalities and the decap. And where you're pulling the, yeah, and you're just yeah. like, damn. Oh, no, I meant in, in Surge too. the, the, the oh, thing they released too, yeah. for the, the decap. I, I was like. Yeah. I mean, you don't even chop a dude's head off. You literally lay him <laughs> down his let his head sort of stretches because he falls and then you bang it off you don't even cut it off you have a fucking hammer and you're just like yeah and his head flies off and you're like let me grab that and put it in my bag it's just it's but at the same time i like surge one it had some issues uh for sure i, I definitely had issues it definitely with felt one. like a double a title yeah like and i would say this might be a little closer to the it might be a little closer to the AAA. I'm only like 18 hours in, and this is one of those games where it's a lot of dying. Um, I will say that I like the shortcuts in the Dark Souls games. You know, you find this door, it opens this. You certainly get a bunch of that in, in this game. But it feels smoother. It feels, yeah. it feels so much smoother than Surge 1 that I can't remember if Surge 1 was as janky as I remember it feeling. Because this one, I, it, when I die, I, and I died a lot, especially at starting. <laughs> I don't think I've ever died in this game and been like, damn, that was the game's fault. And most mm. of the time, good games, you don't. But with Surge 1, I certainly remember going, mm, nah, not so much. And in I... Surge 2, at least so far, and I can only give some impressions, but so far it feels like when I die, I'm a, yeah, that was solidly on me. For And, and also, there's there are some single uh, battles where you have one guy, but the game really likes to throw a lot of people at you in this one. And so there's a lot more trying to figure out who to stun and then just not try to kill, but back away from. And I think I like that better than the original, which was the, a little bit more one, too. The biggest thing for me is, like, the Surge is, unfortunately, it falls under that category of, oh, you're you're playing Dark Souls these games. Yeah. And, man, I don't have the, like, internal patience for those. Right. Uh, and th that sucks because it looks awesome. Like I've been following it for a while. Uh, I definitely have people like, yo, you want to play that? And I'm like, I do, but boy, would I be a terrible representation of, of what it's an investment, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, uh, I know a lot of people wanted me to play Sekiro and I was like, okay, I'll play it. Oh gosh. And the more I played, the more I hated playing it. And I've never hated playing. Like, I, I, if I find myself, people are like, come on, you're, you're killing bosses, you're doing it. Like, I'm not having fun doing this. And I know the whole idea is supposed to be like, I overcame this boss and it was amazing. But to me, it wasn't, that wasn't in my mind. What was in my mind is like, boy, I'm wasting a lot of hours doing a thing that like I'm not really enjoying, but mm -hmm. I guess other people are enjoying me doing it. And that seems pretty stupid. And that's the same thing here where I imagine if I had more free time this is the kind of thing where like i have to learn the boss fight and i have to learn how to do this and i've right. learned and i i can imagine being like that was awesome but i simply don't and so what it becomes is a frustration simulator because i'm like i gave you my time and in return you like shit on me yeah <laughs> yeah the they don't it, respect obviously. it obviously yeah 
don't know. Um, I, I would say with Surge 2, to, this is just me being honest, having played all those, sure. that this one probably is more up your alley than the others, um, just because I would say if you, if, if you can either dodge or parry in the direction, which is different than the original, which was just tapping parry. This one, you tap right. the direction. Um, you have upgrades that allow you to see which direction they're attacking, and you can take that upgrade out and add strength. And instead, now you're you're not you don't have that visual. Uh, there there's different things, but I would say somebody like you, because you are like me. I don't necessarily you know sometimes I'm like this doesn't really respect it. Sekiro I had issues with, even though I liked it, but it was very complex. Really, when you looked at it, more so than the others. It, you know, there was like you have to you know break their guard. There was different things going on. This one is definitely more older style. It's more just, and I, I don't know, man. I like, I felt like I died far more on Dark Souls than I have on Surge 2. But I, I, I obviously I've also played, I just got done with Sekiro. Everything feels like it's slow motion after you've oh played Sekiro gosh, for yeah. a little while. Just because Sekiro can be really tough when you're first learning it. But um, it may be, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I know exactly where you're coming from. It, it, I think with Surge 2, it does fall into that Dark Souls-like. Like there's so many games that are like Dark Souls. And it can be difficult to want to do another one too, because you just you know you, it it has to grab you in another way. And this one certainly doesn't have a story to grab you. It's like amnesia, you know. It's like oh, you've got amnesia. And you're all all right. Well, that's pretty generic. And <laughs> they try some stuff, but it's never really, you know, lighting you on fire. But I get right. what you mean. It, those games can definitely be ones that you need to be in a certain mood, and then it needs to reward you in some way, you know if it doesn't reward you quite quickly in some way it can start to feel really punishing for like you said time you know when you look and you're like eight hours and i can get five feet forward in this mission but i feel cool because i'm finally doing it or eight hours and i'm in borderlands and everybody's dying and exploding like weapon pinatas and so sure. then you know you have that balance but yeah it's been interesting to see focus holmes climb which is also another cool thing seeing all these games come from that uh, from that publisher which is very right. cool as well Sekiro still makes me mad about the lack of payoff. It's like you taught me all of these skills. I tried to put them all together in the way that I felt you as the developer wanted me to put them all together. And then guess what? I still failed and died a million times and just never felt successful even after beating a boss. I'm like, well, that's a thing that happened. And then just kind of went about yeah, my day. It was day. a unique game, that's for sure. That's, that's the most I can say about that title. I would have rather gone back to dead cells and did 50 runs through dead cells and been mm -hmm. i would have been happy as shit to do it <laughs> i don't know Sekiro, yeah as you say very unique <laughs> what else have we been playing anything that you got oh borderlands uh, 3 anyone or oh yeah Brooke, do you have oh no i was just gonna say do you did you have something that you wanted to because I imagine uh, Borderlands 3 can probably close out the show. <laughs> right. um, sure, very briefly, I'll say um, Octo and I played Knights and Bikes together. Ooh. Um, it was a pretty bikes. short game. It's a double fine game um, about uh, two young Sucks. girls on an island trying to find like a treasure that mm -hmm. heard exists on the island somewhere. Um, it it's a super cute game that was also very much it was one of those it was one of those stories where uh things get very real sometimes like these kids aren't happy they're having a, an adventure together but they're very unhappy and like it gets it gets brought up like what 
their family situation is and stuff like that um, at certain moments in the story. And you're like, oh, that's right. This is actually a very sad game. Uh, but we, we enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, we had, we had a, a good time with it. It does have the, the like online co-op. We didn't have to use Parsec or anything to make that work. It worked fine. And yeah, it's a, it's a cute little game. The I art think... style is awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's just, oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say it, it only took us like a couple of short streams to finish it. So it's mm. a pretty short game. Four uh, hours, would you say? Uh, maybe like five or six. Okay. Mm -hmm. I was going to ask if you had played um, Broken Age because when I first you know threw the Google out there, that's obviously I mean it's a double fine title, so you know it's going to echo that. But I I wasn't sure if you had played uh, through Broken Age or I not. I didn't play Broken Age. Okay. No, um, that game very much had some very serious moments, but the art style is so contradictory to that. So mm -hmm. when you're when you're explaining uh, Knights and Bikes, it kind of given me that feel so i might have to check that out actually because i i appreciated that uh not not irony that's not the right word but just like the dichotomy between the two yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's definitely about like a child's ability to use their imagination as kind of a form of escape gotcha. that's kind of like the the general like theme of the game mm. um and yeah, I think I think that it was done, it was done really well. So, yeah, we enjoyed it. It's just a nice, a nice little co-op game. Cool, cool. Anyone else have a game they want to talk? Anyway, about? Anyway, now you can talk about Borderlands. <laughs> oh no, I just <laughs> I haven't even gotten to play the thing besides beyond benchmarking it. The benchmark tool is actually kind of useful, but DX. Oh my gosh. Ooh, um, makes me mad. Stuck on a loading screen for that for ever. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. As as like a second party thing on my end, uh, Sam has been playing it with buds, and every single time he plays it, he's like, "Jesus fucking Christ, this game is buggy." Like they have yeah. had <laughs> nothing but problems with this game. Um, he was saying that he thinks probably if you're solo it's a lot easier because they've just they've wow. run into so many problems. Not true, Jesse. I, I tried to solo it and about an hour in, I was already bored. I hate soloing Borderlands games. I can't do, I functionally can't do it. I can't mm. like, there's something about it that just is so, even with all the silly, fun, goofy shit, they, they're they just- They blow through that in the first five minutes friends. usually. <laughs> If I play with friends, I'm like, this is hilarious. We're having a great time. The minute I'm by myself, I'm like, I guess I'll shoot this guy 50 more times. Like, I just right. hate it. I hate it. And so as much as I want to love it, I'm going to wait until I, I goof around with friends before I make any statements on Borderlands 3. Because I'm just like, I can't, I can't play this game. Yeah, they had situations like um, they would beat a boss. I think in one situation they beat a boss. All of the loot dropped, and the second the loot dropped, Sam fell through the world. Oh, oh this game crashed, and he never got the loot. No, <laughs> he was like, that's horrible. Cool, cool, cool. So, uh, I, did, is he doing it? Co you said no. I was going to ask. He's doing it co-op with two, four. Do you know how many people? Three other are... friends. So four total, four right? Total, yeah. Um. If 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 you guys at, uh, talked about this, did he state what he thought of the difficulty? Um, you no, know? 
I don't think he has mentioned anything about the difficulty. Okay. Because it's, yeah. it's easy as fuck. Like, yeah. I, oh. I've never played a game this... I don't know why it's got easy and normal as the difficulty, but it is ridiculous. In the mm. solo, I died four times. I got to level 20. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. Like, this is... It's ridiculously easy. Co-op, you die a couple more times, but it's nowhere near what I expected. And I, I do come off of Arma and the harder, like, military... Right. So maybe that's it. But um, the thing I've noticed is the bugs are so... There's so many bugs, I don't know what is a feature in the game. It's the most confusing game I have tried to, like, cover in a long time. I had a time where we were counting my skills in all together in the Discord to try to figure out if I had got all my skill points. Because I'm like, something's weird here. And I found out I just hadn't got skill points multiple on, on multiple upgrades. Wow. Um, there were times where, like, legendaries were popping everywhere in one of our games. Just let, which is great. I mean, if you, if you like, you know, <laughs> if they're if legitimate. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we had disconnects, um, like Dodge was saying. It's just, it, it's unbelievably buggy. It yeah. just, it really confuses me. We got, I, I usually count bugs and we got to about 300. And what? that's when I just checked it off and just said, okay, we'll put this aside and we'll just play it as a group. Hope that instead they'll of fix the, some stuff. Hope that they'll fix it. But yeah. yeah. Um, because I feel like almost everybody that I see like tweeting about the game, right? Mm -hmm. It's going, God, right. Borderlands is fun. And I was like, that's weird because <laughs> I know <laughs> I know a couple of people not over the internet that are saying, wow, this is a buggy nightmare. Are they still having fun though? Maybe, you know, some people will notice bugs, of course, others won't. Do you think that could, I mean, are they still, are you know, the people you know, the four people, are they still having fun regardless of those bugs? Despite falling through the world, uh, is Sam okay? Despite falling through the world, that's a killer. Yeah. That's a save game corruption kind of yeah. thing. I think, like Jesse was saying, that, you know, when it's with friends, it can be okay. Sure. I think in their situation, it's like, well, at least we're playing it together. Right. right. You know? Shared misery. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but they've run into so many problems. Interesting. So they still want to beat it. They still want to play it. Mm -hmm. Just All I know is, is it, I have been told that the ending of Borderlands 3 is legitimately terrible. Garbage. <laughs> Final boss, which to me makes me think about the ending of Borderlands 1. Mm. Right. And Borderlands 2. And how for some reason this goddamn franchise can't end their game at all. They right. never can do a good ending. And it, it blows my mind that that's the case. I haven't gotten it. I'm definitely going to get there eventually. But like, how is that possible? How is it possible that you can't properly end your game ever? Makes me so mad. But Jesse, do you think that's just because they want to set up DLCs? And that they don't know how to end it without... You know, they're they're just trying to roll out that. And we've seen that before. DLCs were like, oh, well, that made the ending of Borderlands 2 better. Yeah, or, right. Right? Or like Borderlands 1, like, oh, well, that explained and made that better. Like, most of, most of the DLC are like, Tiny Tina's crazy the, the adventure. They're like, oh, this somehow explains that. <laughs> I love the Tiny Tina's adventure. I thought that was super fun. I thought the D&D &D thing was so silly. But, like, also, it had nothing to do with the game. It was, like, his yeah. own little fucking thing. Mm -hmm. Um I think that, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I strongly wonder, this seems very accusatory,
but I strongly wonder about all the people you see online who are like, this game is great, Dodger, because they really heavily pushed, like, hey, streamers and internet people, don't you love <laughs> Borderlands? And right. there's a lot of press events. And, and, you know, I went to one and I enjoyed the hell out of it, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to be like, this game is great. Right? Did... Like, Oh, sorry. I, don't know. I, I was just going to say, do, do you guys remember last year, kind of about this time when a certain other game came out and a bunch of streamers were pretty hyped about said game and then uh, a few of us were you know kind of critical about a game what game was it <clears throat> fall out <laughs> oh. i'm just saying um it just that for me this whole release is giving me th the vibes i i've been wanting to play it because it's borderlands uh I agree with Jesse. I don't believe Borderlands games are particularly fun unless you're playing with a group because the humor and whatnot. We thought that was cute in Borderlands 1. Like, oh my gosh, there's a badass over here. Ha ha ha, that's funny. There's a claptrap. Woo 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 woo. And after five minutes, that's pretty old. It's, yeah. you know, being with friends and doing crazy things and trying to pretend we're all Mad Max and this is our wasteland, damn it. And that is the draw of the game. But... If it's the third installment of your game at this point, and you're also releasing it as an Epic Star exclusive slash 2K exclusive, and will it be optimized in time when it comes out on Steam? Who knows? I have I have questions. I have I have concerns when games go this way, and the people that I trust in in my circle. They're the ones that are telling me stuff like what Brooke's saying, you know, Sam falling through the world. These are the the real experiences that I've been hearing about. But what you what you see, social media, Borderlands 3 is the shit. It's amazing. Is it though? Is it though? Yeah, I have to say people in my Discord who aren't streamers, there are a lot who like it. So I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I want to make sure that, you know, to represent both sides. And I certainly sure. have had fun. Certainly have had fun at times. Um, I think also the low review count that they had that can offset it. Cause you don't have a ton of people playing it to indicate that they've had bugs. So if, if a game gets 60 reviews, there's a far higher chance of somebody experiencing those bugs than if you have six. And I, you know, I, I saw people saying, Oh, this has never happened before where special accounts are given out for reviews. That's not true. No, that's I've reviewed multiple happened. games yeah. where they have given me accounts and With watched everything. what I do. <laughs> and do you know why people do not want to admit this? One of the reasons why is developers are getting very tired about people lying about games and saying that like this game has this and they're all, uh, you haven't even finished the game. We're looking at your fucking steam account. Like there, there yeah. is this tit for tat that's going on where if you attack too often, then the developers going to be like, well, we're going to protect a little bit. Um, I got the same bullshit security. I wish they hadn't said anything and just been like, these people have the review code and, or, or, you know, review accounts and that's it. But I think that, um, it is buggy as hell. It needs a month maybe. A month would have been great. I think balance is definitely off uh, for difficulty. Like everybody I talked to has completely different experience. I heard somebody who's like, I've died, you know, 50 times. I can't get through a battle with another person. I'm like, dude, I'm not mm -hmm. even, I'm not even experiencing what you're talking. It's like a different game. And uh, that's, I also oh, think it's weird that they have easy normal. Is that, I, somebody told me that's normal for Borderlands to have easy normal difficulty and not a hard. And I, I, I don't know if that's I true. I don't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Why? I, think, so, I think it actually is true. I think there's uh, an easy version. I remember that from Borderlands 2, but I could be way off. But I feel like I've seen that before. And then maybe late when you beat it, you get the hard. I know that much. You get the nightmare mode or whatever. Um, but I, yeah, I think the game needed at least a month to sort of uh, 
you know get shored up a little bit there was there's definitely some stuff that i think could be fixed the story's throwaway as hell though i'll tell you that much <laughs> like that story is just like what are we gonna yeah. say no i was gonna say that uh i one of the people that i follow uh janet garcia who works over at ign um she posted a bunch of tweets uh i don't know maybe around the 9th or 10th of september that were like look i'm i've played borderlands 3 i do not like it i think the writing is lame i think the story sucks mm. the jokes are bad like the guns it just doesn't it feels repetitive and all these people were just like destroying her like you right so dumb and uh she wrote something that i think is the most it's exactly how i feel it's perfect she said some will argue that borderlands is a great game to play with friends but just because you're having fun with your friends does not make the game good yeah you can have fun at uh, Applebee's, but the food is still bad. <laughs> you can have fun, oh, but the real the real thing perfect. I think that pops up here is you could have fun playing a good game as well with friends. Yes. So like, why? Um, I will say, as somebody who has not followed the status quo on a review before and liked the game others didn't like or didn't like a game others liked, you always get that. Like, you know, you're wrong. Everybody else is right. You'll have somebody be like, "You're independent. That's amazing." And then the moment I disagree with IGN, people are like, "How dare you!" <laughs> you know, dude you're following me for the very reason that you're now bitching it is right. just opinions and i i agree i think there's a lot of people out there who are really gonna like it for sure but i don't see anything wrong with what she's saying like she's just like it's not it's not fun at least from even us talking i can completely see one of us saying that and that to me indicates that it's probably unbalanced and there's probably some issues that if we're all having really diverted, how many times have you guys been like, I don't like this game, but it's good. Like oh, that happens. Plenty. I said that in a recent review where I'm like, I'm going to get, say the game's worth getting because just cause it didn't like, you know, grab me. I get it. That's a good game. That, For that's sure. a legitimately good game. I but think that, here, yeah, there's sorry. some issues. Oh no, sorry. Go ahead. That's all I was going to add. I want to no. hear what game this is. What game did you love that you hated, but you thought was a good game? <laughs> It, it's it's in the reviews. People can find it. Oh, come on. You don't want to say? I'll tell well, you mine. It's and it's, it's, hor it's, 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 it's daughter, What's the game? What, game? what were you about to say? You were about to say, I hated oh, this I game. Was, no, all I was going to say is that uh, I think that, that two, two sort of normal things to say about a game that people tend to get their hackles up about is the game is good, but it's not for me. And uh, the game was terrible, but I still love it. <laughs> And, yeah, Rem, Remnant totally was valid, the game, Jesse. Right? Uh, Remnant okay. was the game. I had a lot of bugs with it, and that just dropped me down a little bit. Yeah, sure. I, look, I I get terrible. Crendor like, and I, he's in chat somewhere. When we played uh, <laughs> Revelations 2012, that is a shit game. <laughs> <laughs> it is good. a shit but game. But god damn, did we have the most fun right. playing the game. <laughs> that was bugs there was a bug where our team walked into the water and drowned themselves <laughs> rather than spend time with us it was hilarious it was <laughs> my favorite experiences but the game was not good and i think that can happen you can play a game that's very very bad and super jank but at the same time be like i'll remember this forever and you like, know what jesse as long as the reviewer or you or me or whoever is out there talking uh, allows context for that i have no problem with somebody even saying that like if somebody says, I'm going to rate this game worth getting or whatever their rating scale is, if they're like, I get, you know, here's the context. It, it is this, it is buggy, it is this, but I still had a blast playing. To me, how many times, we always try to pretend we're cool. We're like, oh, I've only liked the AAA shit that's perfect or the, or the indie stuff that's perfect. And they'll pretend that 
like that's all they're playing or that's all they're experiencing. But then you get them in a group and you're like, really, what game have you liked that probably did? And they have thousands of examples. Of course. So, it, it, I mean, it's, it is all, but I think as us talking here, it's pretty, it's a pretty good example of, I think, what's going on with Borderlands is that it certainly does have some valid issues that people need to look at who work on the, on the game. Well, there are many, many people, and this is, I think, the big distinction. There are many people that do not care about the story in any yeah, game. Yeah, true. There are many right. people that are not there for the witty writing. That, that what they're right. there for is the combat and the like. The looter shooter, like I'm collecting new guns. Like for them, I'm sure this is a great game. Yeah, that's a good point. They have the care. They have this character class variety. They have these different weapons, and that's what it's about. It's about the 12 jillion weapons that are all just slightly a little bit different. And if that's <laughs> your thing, bless you. You will probably love this. But like, it's just simply not mine, and I know that. And so I'm never going to, you would never see me be like, hey, looter shooter fans out there, did you really like um, whatever that game is that was not Destiny? <laughs> I already <laughs> forgot the name. Uh, the EA one, the the Bioware. Anthem. 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 Uh, <laughs> that one. The hype I machine. That game happened. <laughs> oh, so that. did Let's EA. Say. Yeah. Jeez. But wah, like, wah. people who enjoyed that probably will love the shit out of this and there's nothing wrong with that the problem is is like for me that's everything wrong with it like that's like yeah i need right. more than that but i'm right. not gonna hate you because you love the game i think it's weird that people get so like irate and defensive over anything that isn't final fantasy 6 the greatest game of all time well and don't you guys for me i believe that almost every game right now is like a console a mini console war because i grew up in the sega does what Nintendo don't bullshit and you know people like taking that stuff. and now every game epic exclusive steaming so oh we're gonna microsoft sony and now it's just games everybody has to draw a line in the sand they're like i it's not only that a gamer can't dislike something they're mad at you for liking it like which is really weird for me because You're it seems to me like a lot like... of times there are people <laughs> out there that don't like games they just want to bitch about games. like and and i'm not saying that there aren't thousands of problems there are Welcome but to the Cultional Podcast. Occasionally, bitch about at, games. <laughs> if you look at the other games out there, there's a lot of games too. Like, and it seems sometimes that it, there's just people out there that they they don't like games. Mm. It's they're in the industry, but they actively don't like it. They are waiting with their little bullet point of 55 other games they're going to rate this new one against, and they're just going to attack it. And you, I don't know. That's odd because if I rated every book against every old book I read, the new books would never be worth reading. But that's an in, but that's like an industry now. That's that's a different very much from, so from games journalism and games reviews and let's play like there's all these different like little niche markets within the game sphere and one of them just so happens to be I'm gonna bitch about video games and people are gonna love it and that's fine but boy is it toxic as shit. We're it's also like, short sighted, don't you think? Oh, agreed. I would. That's yeah. why the biggest problem. Uh, this is some like inside baseball, but uh, over the last year, every once in a while, like when Game of Thrones finally ended, I made a little video that was like, boy, I didn't like that shit, right? But most of the time I try to keep things positive. But every time I make a negative uh, video, right, the views are through the roof. And I'll get on a call yeah. with my guy at YouTube and he'll be like, have you ever thought about doing more videos like that? I'm like, no, I never want to do this. Like the Eventually. fact that I made that video was like, <laughs> a one-off thing because I did a video before that was like, here's how I think Game of Thrones will end, right? And I was like, I was a way off. Didn't see that awful shit coming. Like, it's that kind of thing where it, they, 
the fact that even the people in charge is like, you should do more of those videos. Where right. You and I'm like, that's not who I want to be, though. Like, I couldn't yeah. live with myself if every day I woke up and was like, you know what sucks about Warcraft today? You know what really sucks about, like, the thing you love? <laughs> Boy, would that piss me off if that's my job. I would be so upset constantly. Yeah. Yes, Brooke. Can I just say a side note? Um, if you go to see Hobbs and Shaw, the new Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. This is going off the rails. At the very end of it, they spoil the end of Game of Thrones on purpose. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, so uh, if, if you care, just uh, just be aware. <laughs> I, was watching, I was like, oh my God, they're like purposefully spoiling the end. That is brilliant, man. That is brilliant. It's like one of the scenes during or like after the credits. Amazing. It's, cool. it's a good goof, but I was like, oh my God, if I hadn't seen it yet, I'd be so mad. <laughs> I feel like they save people a lot of time. <laughs> there was, there was a that's that's evil. Time investment that I feel like I wasted for about three seasons or so. Thank God for <laughs> thank God I learned to read <laughs> and I and I understand that books will probably save the day this time. So, <sighs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think Brooke's tired now, so we should probably wrap up. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, God, I know we're getting close to wrapping up anyway. We'll, we'll do our uh, shout outs. Uh, as far as releases, is there anything you guys are looking forward to just off the top of your head? I can't. Uh, I, ooh, I know ooh, one ooh. that I'm really excited for, and ooh. I don't know. Maybe Dodger might be the only other person excited for this. Cat Quest 2 is coming, and I am so... You do I, love Cat Quest. Cat Quest was a game that, like, I never thought I would enjoy what seemed kind of like a flash game that was right. a little bit Zelda-y. It didn't have a lot to it, but for some reason I was 12,000% in. I was like in for the weird story. And I was like, mm. time out. Is this a post-apocalypse where cats have taken over Earth and they're actually where humans are? <laughs> like, I was in for this weird-ass story. And they were like, hey, oh, by yeah. the way, Cat Quest 2 and Player 2 can be a dog. And I was like, shut up. So, <laughs> but I'm it's Cat Quest. How is it? So, we have to play. Yes, I'm Mind very blown. It looks great. <laughs> it, it looks just like the first one, but you know, sillier. And uh, I can't wait. Yeah, it's a game that I was like, all right, I'm in. Let's play this shit. Um, oh, sorry, sorry. go ahead. No. Oh, go <laughs> no, I was just going to say, how, how many of you are looking forward to the uh, Colonel Sanders anime game? Me. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. We have backgrounds made ready where that shit. I'm all oh I've got I've got my face on Colonel Sanders' body. We're going to do a stream. Cannot wait. I would I I cannot believe they announced that. I want to play with Dodger, but instead of play, I mean eat chicken while she's playing. Just be in the background. I was going to say we definitely have to like squad stream eating KFC while the way. The shrewdest marketing I've ever seen. Like, these no, I love it. I, I love out. it so much. As someone who owns their own marketing firm, this is what I live for. As soon as I saw <laughs> it come up, I, I was just, I was blown away. Given the fact that my marketing firm is in Korea, so it's just like, hey, Japan, we can kind of see you, sort of. Um, <laughs> so for me, it's like, I just, I, it was genius. Absolutely genius i love it i love everything about it and it will be the hottest cosplay any of you if dj wheat legitimately dead ass dresses up like oh anime colonel sanders i will lose my mind so it, it, I, all the bits will be donated all the bits i just 
oh i can't i, I want it i need i need it in my life i just um, like that there's a cool spot for those kind of games yeah yeah i love it uh there is a game called jenny leclu detective that finally got a release date it's in two days <laughs> wait um, a minute jenny Levu detective i did jenny what <laughs> It's a. Uh, did it's you like make a, a game? Did you make this game? I yeah. did it. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. It looks rad. Um, but yeah, that's coming out in a couple of days, so that looks really good. And uh, Little Misfortune is coming out tomorrow, I think. Uh, I played the demo of that game and decided that it was not for me, but I know a lot of people are looking forward to it. So. <laughs> I'm interested in Grid. I was a huge racing fan of the original Grid, oh. and that's coming out. Oh shit! Yeah, that's uh, coming out. Yeah, it's coming out soon. Um, Outer Worlds, of course, but I didn't want to go oh, with the generic. Yeah. That, uh, right. Outer that's, Worlds that's first playthrough will be killing everybody in the game. Thank God they allow that. Cannot wait. I'm just going to annihilate everybody and see what I break. But yeah, Grid is Grid's awesome, the original. So I'm I'm stoked to see that. The game I'm really looking forward to that wasn't on my radar until I was doing like a what games are coming out over the next year. Concrete Genie on October 8th looks fucking insane. And I, that's um, the graffiti the girl with the yes, yeah the oh my god that looked it good during beautiful. the trailers I was like, yes what is this game yeah so and i have no clue what it is do you because i still don't know what it is okay oh, gotcha. i was gonna say i saw it available for psvr so i'm like hmm? yeah it's hmm? ps is that a ps4 exclusive guys or is i that think it, a, is. it is yeah um i just saw it listed as ps4 and then beside of it psvr so i assume you can that game was probably one of the highest on the stream when they were showing it that like uh, uh, all the stream that i was talking to were it, it, like legitimately interested in it looks i mean it just so looks good. incredible yeah and the fact that like the spray paint monsters sort of like come hey, to life friends yeah yeah so it looks so neat so. can i ask jesse a question <laughs> while i have him right here no, you must wait until after the stream is over. I just, I, I want to ask this because um, next week on the podcast, I'll open up my bitching session on Wolfenstein Youngblood. We just didn't get there, guys. Sorry. Uh -huh. it, it, it will happen. Mm -hmm. Having played one of the Wolfenstein... No, 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 no. What I'm actually wanting to ask you is because they're coming out with the Witcher 3 on Switch soon. Switcher 3. 360p yes. resolution. Be prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I played, uh, was it New Colossus whatnot, on my Switch, I tried to anyway. I'm sorry. That game is just, it's too detailed. There's so much going on in a game like that. I can't possibly play it on my Switch. I need a bigger screen. I cannot play. Because no Jesse and I share our love of a certain studio, <laughs> may or may not be affiliated with The Witcher, how do you, how do you think The Witcher is going to deal on a switch if if you are not connecting it to a bigger monitor do you think it's actually oh, viable I no, no i, I, I was just possibly tell you i think here's the problem is is that i only use my switch for nintendo titles and indie games i have never bought uh -huh. a triple a game on switch at all i use my switch frequently but i only <laughs> use it for nintendo titles and indie games i i would rather play a triple a title on my PC if I could, or my PS4, or Xbox if it's like an Xbox exclusive. But like, even then, most Xbox games I can just get on my PC now, which is, right. thank you, Microsoft. But like, <laughs> other than that, I don't, you know, I don't really have a need for it. Plus, I would, 
always prefer to play Witcher 3 on a PC over anything else because just because the way it looks is beautiful. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think I've. Uh, I mean, if they if they nailed the port, mm. bless them. I think that's an amazing feat alone. I think that alone would be an amazing feat. <laughs> but it isn't even on my radar. Something that I'm gonna pick up. Like I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that to that game. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't do that. So... That's the concern for me. I mean, I've already played through it all, so I have no reason to really get it. But I just, I saw it when I was looking through releases and I had concerns. I had never even thought to purchase that copy of Wolfenstein on my Switch. I was sent a code for it and I was curious how it would perform. So that's why I yeah. installed it. And I'm like, this is kind of unplayable, actually. I just, I need a bigger screen in order to kill Nazis. That's just how it is. And so when I saw The Witcher 3 and I'm like scrolling through the release list, I'm like, that game is so detailed. It has so much going on. But it has been a few years. Yeah. It has been a few years. Technology has changed a little bit. They have had Mm -hmm. time to go through and probably change up what that, I mean, I don't know. I will always give games the benefit of the doubt if they think they're confident enough to go on a Switch because you have to like do that. But I will say there have been games where I've been like, that looks unplayable. <laughs> you know, that's why, again, that's why Switch is a, like, for RPGs, for some of the indie games I've played, uh, Enter the Gungeon, for example, oh, is great gosh, on Switch. So like, Shovel uh, Knight. Just Shapes and Beats <sighs> is another great Switch game. Like, mm-hmm. all these games are, are fan- yeah, Shovel Knight, all these games are fantastic. And then the Nintendo titles all were great. No choice. And, yeah. like, uh, Bayonetta 1 and 2 were, were fine. Um, yeah, I think there's, you know, you just have to be selective of what you want to do. But again, if you're a consumer and all you have is a Switch and you've never played Witcher, go nuts. You'll probably freaking love it. So, who knows? Just be prepared to hook that HDMI up, my friend. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. I feel like you're missing out. I don't, I don't know. Ah, oh, all right. Well, let's do shout outs. What's coming up on your guys' channels this week? Who wants to go first? I can go. Um... I'm starting Control tonight Woo-hoo! after Manga Pod. Well, I'm, so I'm going to watch that shit. That. I'm going to go home and watch it on TV and harass you while you go through stuff. I'm ready. I've Amazing. never been more excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I just uh, want, I, I want to see her reaction to some very specific moments. Yeah, it'll be fun to see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to be playing that in the evenings this week. And then um in the mornings i'm i'm since we beat morta i'm hopping into blasphemous finally a lot of people have said really good things about that game and it's it's my type of game but art wise i almost wish it looked even weirder so when i look at the trailer i'm like i feel like this could have been pushed just a little bit further but i haven't (laughs) played it yet so um and uh i also dipped my toe a little bit into the new Slay the Spire character, but I've barely tried it, Ooh. so we'll probably tap into that again as well. Um, yeah, and then uh, this Saturday, actually, we're doing our happy two-year birthday Dodger Coffee stream. Um, Has it really a- been? I know, what? yeah. Uh, we're calling it the Grindathon. <laughs> and um, it's, it's it. like a, a five-hour... <laughs> stream with some lovely guests like Jessup and uh it is a charity stream with Nami so it's going to be like a mental health fun um little charity stream for for Dodger Coffee so if you guys That's would like so to tune awesome. into that that'll be on my channel um starting around noon 
on Saturday. So we're really excited to do that and have fun and drink coffee and hang out. Um, and yeah, I think that that's it. Cool. You can go Jesse first, Jesse. Or... Oh, damn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, because I told people that I would do it, even though I was like, I'm done with Let's Plays. Here I am playing Control on the channel. <laughs> if it's your game of the I... year, though. Like... Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. And so that'll be, there'll be more of that. But uh, also, more importantly, we're working on uh, some more Gentlemen's Gaming Club. Uh, maybe Gentlemen's Hentai Club. Wink you. Uh, we're also working on a new show that's going to be an actual serious thing, what? not a serious educational thing, because people are always like, you should make an educational video. So we're doing some uh, something really awesome uh, for years and years and years. I've talked about that mysterious character who made that Final Fantasy VI book that was like, why? It's the greatest game of all time. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm not saying that he and I might be making a series about uh, video games, but get ready because it could be really cool nice that's uh, awesome yeah first episode should be sometime either end of the month or next month so get ready for that you're it's killing it the pipeline also killing if you ever want get bored and want to see me play lots of total war three kingdoms i still do that on stream with a frequency that's gross frequency <laughs> that's that gross be because of you jesse i did start it and i'm addicted to it i have not gotten the gumption up to play it on stream but i am loving it so Can I tell much you that i have my laptop my home pc and my office pc all three different campaigns are on them and all three are winning so i'm like well i can't i need those achievements on steam so i can't like stop playing them so i have three separate campaigns going because each campaign takes like eight hours i'm like oh shit oh, you need an I'm intervention in bro no. i know i'm in a you bad need... place lizard yeah. man we we need that <laughs> i am so yeah i am so in on that game now it's like after two episodes of co-optional where i, I you know I sat here patiently and, and i mean i i knew to expect good things anyway it's total war but after jesse's endorsement multiple times i'm like I have to do it. And I did it and I'm so glad. I'm so glad that you you sold it and you pitched it and you sold it cuz I've I've put so many hours into it. It's, the problem it's is Chinese warriors is a lie. <laughs> I I've learned now that I can see the map of China. When you play as Liu Bei, there's like a, oh, unite the five tiger generals or whatever the hell it is. And I realized the five tiger generals are all over China. I'm like, how the hell did I do that in Dynasty Warriors? This <laughs> son of a bitch is like you have only a few turns to make it happen or else the character <laughs> dies. I'm like, how do I do this? This is an impossible task. So I am, oh yeah, I have achievements that I'm like, I must get because of my nerdum lore stuff. I'm like, I must have this. Ancient China depends on me. So whatever. I love up. it. No, I love it. Um, Jeremy, how about doing, you? What's, um, what's let's see. I'll stream. I'm, I'm starting to stream more uh, nice. just because YouTube's completely unacceptable right now. Like every video I put up for review gets demonetized instantly. So it's just like, all right, yeah. time to time to spread my wings just a little bit. So we're doing that. And then we're doing B we do B movie nights with the patrons. So this Saturday we're we're sort of taking votes and trying to figure Showing out we up. basically just yeah, we just sit in a <laughs> chat and I think some people might get drunk, but they degenerate as the day continues. Like pretty soon things aren't making as much sense that they're saying, and then the right. mic gets muted and they're gone and you're all in fact, one's in your stream right now. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. And, uh, <laughs> and then uh, we're uh, reviewing. I'll probably check out Grid because I'm a huge racing fan. And then uh, some stuff that at NDA stuff. And then Surge 2 is what I'm working on. Surge 2, they gave, by the way, congrats to those guys. And thank you for giving code this early. 
it's so nice to have review code like two weeks prior to the game. Yeah. That is awesome. Makes the job easier. Makes the wife happier. So <laughs> that's that, which makes my job easier, which makes yeah, everything right. easier. So that's basically the big thing that I'm working on right now. And then just getting ready for Outer Worlds and the killathon that will occur. Oh, man. Yeah. Yikes. I cannot wait. Just reviews. <laughs> Uh, for me, I will be playing some more Astral Chain, which is a ridiculous game. I, I have lost full composure while playing Astral Chain on stream. It, it is very strange in all the right ways. Um, I will talk about it more on, on the next podcast because you guys just need to see this game in action in order to appreciate <laughs> how ridiculous it is. There are daddy issues. There's, there's... A motorbike chase a la Final Fantasy 7 except with guns and just monsters and you've seen enough hentai to know where this is going and it's just it's it's a it's crazy and then all of a sudden out of nowhere there's mascots that look like they came out of Animal Crossing and you're just waiting because your PSD is PTSD is triggered that Tom Nook is going to pop out of nowhere and you're going to be mayor of the town all of a sudden and be asked to invest in real estate it's it's a very interesting game, Astral Chain. Um, yeah, but uh, more streams of that. Maybe some more uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses on the channel. I need to fix my stream rig. There is something severely wrong with my PC. I am I'm getting that fixed. Uh, that, that, that is the mission for the week. Um, playing some Modern Warfare beta. It's cross-platform this coming weekend, I believe, I want to say. Uh, it was PS4 exclusive this past weekend. Played a bit of it. Eh. Yeah, it was fun. It just got boring after a bit. Repetitive. But, yeah. Uh, next week, our guest on the Co-Optional Podcast is J.P. McDaniel. So, yeah. you guys have that to look forward to. And also me complaining about Wolfenstein Youngblood. So, tune in for that. <laughs> I see Jesse smile, and I, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I got stuff to say. I'm sure everyone who watched Dodger and I stream it has opinions. Yeah. <laughs> I played it alone, so I have many thoughts on the AI. <laughs> but we'll get into that next week. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you, Jeremy, for coming on yeah, to thanks for having me. the show. I appreciate you coming back. You've, yeah. you know, you've, you've dealt with the trauma of being with us before, and you came back for seconds. I like to see it. Yeah, most <laughs> abuse is like that. There's a pattern. Mm. I'm okay. <laughs> Did daddy hurt you or no? I'm uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye.